Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie? Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of Attack the Block. Press play and press pause when the UK Film Council logo fades to black. At the first time you perceive of all black, Bloody press pause. Council. In a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary, except, of course, with four friends in your head. Dot, dot, dot. Dot com. Dot, dot, dot. Myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend, Eddie the Eddie Doty. Oh, hi, yeah. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. Trey the Amazing Stokes. Oh, hello. How are you then? So, Joe Cornish. What's up, bro? You can come sit at my table. Yeah. This was a fun little movie. When it came out, I had already been told to see it repeatedly by Drew McWeeny and other people that get to see movies before I do. And then it came out and uh, all my friends said, oh, you got to see this. I didn't. In fact, I didn't see it until this week, uh, always knowing that I just need to watch this and I'll like it. And indeed, I did. Uh, I went to Blockbuster the other day to get both the movies we're doing today and the guy looked at me like, good choices bro i'm like thank god <laughs> thank you, like thank i'm you. still like self-flagellating from that time i got surrogates at fries like oh just play me call me a bad person tell me i deserve it Ugh. spank me yeah i had to i had to rent terminator 3 that one time so. oh don't you feel unclean for like the, weeks they do try to stop me <laughs> i told you guys that yeah, yeah. he's like don't, <laughs> yeah. don't don't yeah don't. he was like no Dude, it's don't, for it's, not, not like this it's for a good it's for a good cause not dude. like this <laughs> not like this <laughs> anyway uh but attack the block <laughs> is uh is a lot of fun uh i can i can imagine how without having heard of it at all and being surprised that it exists and learning for the first time that it exists while watching it uh it would blow you away it didn't blow me away i found it to be a uh, kind of slight but generally just a boatload of fun and super cool and i loved it and uh it it made me retroactively excited for the now debunked rumor that joe cornish was going to be involved in star wars 7 <laughs> because now i'm like i kind of trust joe cornish and the other day i was watching this with with eddie and we we're trying to call out like we're trying to figure out what the like die hard in a blank sort of pitch for this is it's like it's super eight in home alone with monster squad no it's and we're just <laughs> and transpotting it's transpotting yeah. yeah exactly and uh it's 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 a it's wholly its own movie while simultaneously being a lot of other ones and it just does it well without being like a genre savvy sort of shine of the dead thing it's just its own good throwbacky action movie <laughs> it's the wire meets the gray in a british skyscraper and the mist the mist and the mist <laughs> some dread and mega city one with uh, i don't know anyway yeah. uh, but i i really liked attack the block a lot uh, i heard online that a lot of people had trouble understanding them oh yeah uh i didn't so much but then again i also don't know how much i did understand and <laughs> it also on, doesn't matter yeah exactly yeah, it's, not like it's context you know. clues and which means which means it's great visual storytelling exactly. yeah what's exactly going on just but we're, we always watch movies with subtitles on and this will probably be the first time that i catch most of the dialogue <laughs> Eddie, yeah, yeah. that does still doesn't mean you'll understand I love, it <laughs> i love foreign i love watching foreign films <laughs> you don't understand it but it's like the, i mean even if you don't understand the words the performances are such to where you're never really at a loss for what the characters are thinking or feeling like yeah. they, they in the chat our scott one of our scottish guys is like I have trouble understanding. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's. I mean, and even if you understand what the words are saying, you're trying to figure out the context. But again, it doesn't matter. Man, I really just fucking love this movie. Um, I was a big fan. Uh, you know, there was on Twitter the other day, Devin Ferrasi made, oh god, the most depressingly insightful comment, which is, "Back to the Future. If oh, it was yeah. made yes. now, yeah. it couldn't just be." Uh, him doing that, he would have to save the world. Like nowadays, it could be a small little story. Yeah, movie yeah. making. It's like if he's traveling back in time, he has to save the world. It's the uh, it's the story of gravity that Damon Lindelof yeah. both yeah. identified and is a sad participant of. Uh, Marty would be but, the the prophesized one who saves the world, but he goes back in time. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, it's like for be- me, what was so refreshing about this movie is that it's an alien invasion movie, and the whole goal and point is to save a shitty council estate in South London. Yeah, and that. Right. Is so, and and not only does it is that the premise, but at every moment you're fully invested. At no point do you not care. Um, these are not. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This it, inverts- it makes an excellent point about how people think that the only way to attain stakes is with scope. Right. Yeah. Bad argument. No, yeah. you attain stakes because you you recognize that these kids there is no like 
there is no page eight save the cat moment. I mean, as yeah, you they, as you see, yeah, they barely, start off barely, with, yeah. by committing a pretty shitty mugging, and they don't even like. And then they beat a wild animal to death. Yeah, and then <laughs> and it's all it's which all but, in but then they reap the consequences. That's the thing. Uh, it's all in service yeah. of a very simple lesson, and because we see this character making slow ebbs towards changes, we're invested. We don't need it to be about uh, a volcano that you drop a bomb in, and therefore that undoes the time loop. And it doesn't. You don't need any of that because you dun, you dun, dun, these characters. Characters are fully realized and you care enough about them and, and man, it works. And I, I love the unique character or the alien design to it. And it's for a really small budgeted um, sci-fi action movie. Uh, it completely works. Michael Dorkman's gut. Yeah, I think. Uh, I'll bet you this movie delighted you. It did. It yeah. did. Not quite as much as as um, Dread, but it does. It is in the same category where it doesn't like, delight me as much as Dread. Where, yeah, where, but it's not so much Dread as it, delight. It reminded me. It, it, it does remind me. It's it's in kind of the same category for the same reason that you're saying. You know what I loved about Dread was it's not about trying to save the world. It's about trying to get through this yeah. one shitty day. It's about trying to yeah. get, get it's to dinner. The same movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just a totally different it's same movie. To, yeah, but it's I'm stuck make, in an apartment building. I just want to get home and watch Breaking Bad. That's all I <laughs> yeah. want. Yeah. It's the, but it it yeah. is exactly the same energy and I, and I really enjoyed that about it and I enjoyed the fact that it's it was an unusual choice of it's an unusual choice of location it's an unusual choice of a group of characters you're doing the you know you're you're spending time with the the villains you know mm-hmm, so to right. speak and and uh, uh, kind of learning more about them and and how they in in some ways how they got into that you know how they are in this situation and and. Um, how they've embraced it and how they try to reject it and and this that and the other and it's so it's it, it's got a lot of social commentary without getting really heavy about it or without being about that but, but it, it handles is, it deftly it it handles it very well yeah. so it's very interesting uh, to watch in that sense and actually it's also interesting because I saw in some of the behind the scenes we talk about like the way they talk and the slang and stuff I see in some of the behind the scenes where the the kids are talking about it and they've never even seen that kind of slang before <laughs> so I'm like did Joe Cornish make it up or did he go to these <laughs> you know did he did he go to these these neighborhoods where the actors obviously would not have been right. from and actually pick this up I, nobody nobody knows except the people who live right. in in neighborhoods like this I guess but um, it certainly makes the world feel it does make the world feel very real it feels like i i don't know like like you pointed out a couple of times it's like i feel like i'm getting older because i'm like that's just how kids talk kids just make, <laughs> make up fucking words now that's messed up <laughs> and uh stupid kids language is descriptive man and whatever yeah. they say but i didn't but i didn't have a problem you know i i read a lot of fantasy and watch fantasy movies i'm like there's fucking made up words all the time in half the things <laughs> yeah. i watch so sure you can make it through game of thrones <laughs> you can handle attack the block yeah, exactly. by the way this is the planet core block this yeah. is not earth actually if you can read if you've seen attack the block you are now ready to try reading anathem yeah, uh, yeah. we also might have to rename this podcast look what you did joe cornish yeah uh trey what about you <laughs> uh this one yeah i like this movie i um this one for me suffered a little bit from the pre-hype that came with mm. it um which didn't ultimately pay off in terms of box office i don't think but um but they were kind of they were really trying to push this one as like the next Shaun of the dead as it was yeah. getting ready to come out yeah and bad it is, comparison it is produced by edgar wright is it not yeah and joe cornish is the co-writer of a lot of uh yeah so stuff. so to the point where they were kind of you know it and was Nick like frost is in it it was a yeah. it was a um this is a bad comparison but uh as like red tails where i was stunned when i finally saw red tails and found out that george lucas did not direct red tails um because 
what, there's another guy who actually directed <laughs> Red Tails? Uh, they're just, they were talking about George Lucas the whole time. So I was like, for the longest time, I thought, oh, it's Edgar Wright's new movie, Attack or the Block. It's like you know? Henry Selleck in any movie. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like Guillermo del Toro. Like, wait, he didn't direct this one. He just, he just you know, produced it. Um, so it's Edgar Wright produced, right? Yeah. Um, he was one of like five producers. Joe Cornish made it. And, uh, you know, and, and you can certainly see why Edgar Wright would produce this guy's movies. And, and yeah. you know, obviously they have a similar sensibility. It's not like they have the same style or anything. And Joe Cornish has his own thing going on. Um, so it suffered a little bit from like, oh my God, it's the next Shaun of the Dead. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, when I finally saw it, I saw it on video. I red boxed it. Um, I was like, okay, you know, all right, that was fun. You know, it's not, yeah. I wouldn't put it on the pedestal of Shaun of the Dead for me, which is still, you know, pretty gold much. standard. Gold standard. Yeah. Um, and I have not seen World's End and there are those who say yes and no. I would say is, that is, also is, does not make it up yeah, to the pedestal. I was, I almost went last night to see World's End. I might go see it tonight. Um, but, go check uh, it out because we're going to want to do it. Because it's playing down the street. I loved it. It's playing down the street. Oh, we're so. definitely going to want to do an episode yeah. about Mike it. Mike was not a big fan. So, uh, so I'm curious about it. I'm sure I'll, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy that one just like I enjoyed this one. Um, I think Dread is actually a really good comparison because uh, in, in more ways than one, because this too is another one that we've said many times. This is what a real B-movie is. This is yeah. an yeah. actual B-movie. Yeah. Yeah. This is not the stupid Hollywood hundred million dollar version of a B movie, which is what they make nowadays. This is an actual B movie. This is just a small story. I mean This th- is this is a, a couple of steps of production value up from being straight to video. Yeah, this is it's know. a couple steps of production value up from being the original blob with Steve yep. McQueen where a bunch of teenagers save the town from an alien menace from space. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it is. It's just that. And, uh, and it just nails that. And, mm-hmm. uh, again, it's like, that's how you know it's an indie because they aren't, they aren't saving the world. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have all those things in it. Um, and you can't understand a damn word they're saying. Do they have to talk in British? Can't they talk normal? Well, and that was that was like the, the the idea that they wanted to remake this because they were afraid. Yeah, they almost did a U.S. Uh, remake. That's right. That's right. Just like just like the original uh, Mad Max is <laughs> one dubbed of the, into one English. Of the, one of the studios was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's true. If you didn't know that, I didn't. The original that's Mad hysterical. Max is dubbed into English for <laughs> American amazing. audiences from the original Australian. One of the studios um, that's went, true. "Hey, cool movie, bro. We should remake that where you can understand what you're saying." Yeah, for both movies. Nice movie. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, but uh, I, I, it is fun, and I really, I am. I'm impressed by the low budgetness tricks that they used, especially the character design, the the alien design. I thought was one of the most genius new ways to do a low budget creature that I've seen in many a year. See, at the point where the UK Film Council logo, I think, has faded to black, <laughs> as we are here. Put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, unpause. I'm actually surprised by how much. God damn it! I thought I got to all the logos, yeah. but there's yeah, like still there's, more. There's five more production companies. God damn go. indie movies, and there are 45 production companies. I, I was I was surprised by considering how low the budget is. I mean, low. It's what 30, 40 million don't around know. there. I don't know. That, that seems high. Up, that's that. Yeah, yeah that does seem high. Well, there's really a, there's a lot of there's a lot of visual effects where like all mm-hmm. of the the creatures they they have the real creatures which we'll talk about um you know on set stuff to interact with but most of the shots of the creatures are significantly enhanced as yeah. well yeah. oh yeah and it's a lot of really impressive work um because i i didn't realize that i it's clearly got the energy of something that was there on the set um and and the the work that they did to enhance it is is really quite seamless yeah it, it's it's funny because like i you know hearing trey kind of putting a bow on on it and he's absolutely right it is all it is is just oh well- i was wow it's 13 million was the budget. yeah no i knew it was small yeah, so. um i yeah. you can't buy a house in los angeles for <laughs> yeah, <million>. no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i 
you know, I recognize that it's essentially quote just a B movie. Uh, but for me, but those are awesome. They're yeah. rare, and, they're, and <laughs> yeah. especially nowadays, they we live in this age. Reason. We live in this age where they're exceedingly rare. To where when you do something like this, it, it feels so fresh. To where yeah. you forget that it's like, oh wow, there are movies like this and Dread, and the landscape is just not that. So yeah. when we have a Dread and this, it's like. Oh, where does Pacific know, Rim guys. go on that spectrum? Yeah. The comparison, the Pacific Rim is a way too yeah. expensive B movie. Way too expensive. The, the comparison to Blob. It's robot jocks with $100 million too much money. The comparison to Blob was really good. I haven't seen the original, but seeing the, <laughs> the, the remake, yeah, yeah. I had the same feeling watching this that I do watching that, where I'm like, this is so awesome because <laughs> yeah. it's just so lo fi and a so much. A movie for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in many ways, it kind of reminds me of The Crow, like just in the sense that The Crow was a perfectly serviceable film. Yeah. Go check out The Crow movie, if you've seen The Crow. You know? Um, but for me, I, re- I this is slightly elevated because, and we'll get to it at the end of the movie, but it ultimately does have something to say in terms of, you know, an idea of what community is and should be. And, you know, the lesson here is just talk to your neighbors, folks. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Just, there's just, always someone I, else I, to be afraid of. I wish Neil Blomkamp had watched this a few more times before he made Elysium. And what's funny yeah. is I was thinking I about argue, District 9 no. when we were talking about the use of language in this movie, because not mm. not like it's I don't know how much of the dialect and all the slang terms here are made up. Maybe none are. But in District 9, most of what they're doing is just straight up South African normal communication talk. But it feels so sort of like fully realized and you almost want to give it the credit for being an invented language even though it's not right well but the, the use of language in both movies the is use similar. the use of language as it as it applies to the prawns certainly yeah. uh is is it it, it dovetailed just, it dovetailed well with the with the real slang right you know and with the real dialect well it's also just i think it might be just a just an artifact of the fact that a lot of movies most movies we'll say almost all movies take place with people who are from all different places not mm-hmm. necessarily it doesn't matter that they're all from the same block in district nine they're all from the same little part of Johannesburg. Here, they're all from the same little part of South London. And I like the idea of getting people with places where accents are a thing, you know, more so than most of America. And their accent is very specific, and they all have the exact same one. I love that. I love seeing that. Mostly because I think I just didn't grow up with it, and accents aren't as much of a thing here as they are elsewhere in the world. Well, the, the thing is, and it, we're so used to seeing people talk like us, and, in, in, you know, talk like the, the West Coast American, because... Most well, the, of the, the most of the media was made here, yeah. so everybody talks like that because in movies because and all the all frogs around the world are trying to emulate our frogs. Well, and yeah. like and like celebrated. <laughs> so this is like we become movie English, but that's not really the way <laughs> most people talk. The valley is what movie neighborhood looks like. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and how many like you know when I go back to visit my wife's neighborhood in Buffalo, so many people speak like Valley Girls, and I'm like, oh, because you watch the fucking TV shows that are <laughs> made here. Uh, and you know, celebrated screenwriters tend to be like when somebody gets praised, like, oh, they've really captured the ear of this well it's like yeah they're from minnesota or whatever yeah. and like yeah. they're, they're oh, yeah? just remembering how oh, different okay. people speak no go on though you're making a good point there yeah no that's that's, that's but that's exactly it. it you know f- the you you watch a movie like fargo and it's it's almost as the same as this like that's just that's how they all talk out there it sounds funny to us but that's how they talk zarban got it thank you zarban i'll see that in the comment on zarban.com <laughs> <laughs> my frog joke anyway moving on so, is your first instinct after seeing a, something hit a car to a go into it, and is your first instinct after being attacked in the face to b go running after it? I think, I think, I think, adolescent, pre-adolescent kids. Yes, I mean, like, I, yeah, adolescent, I, pre-adolescent, yeah. tough guy kids. Like, I mean, yeah. at, he had, he had, he just got, he just got embarrassed in front of his boys. Yeah. He's got to reclaim his dignity. His, yeah, and yeah. he's clearly the alpha of the group, so it's like he needs a. Uh, 
he needs to go do it. I think it also, we should clarify now up front, uh, the phrase block in terms of this film, they're not referring to a city block. They're referring specifically to the building, the Council yeah. State building. That's when they say Mega City block. One. Yeah, it's essentially, it's essentially Mega City one. But if you've ever actually seen, been to London and seen an actual council estate, they are like that. They're just these sort of depressing, is it like crushing. a tenement building? Is that sort of the same it's thing? It's kind of like a, yeah, it's, it's like it's a nicer a project. project. It's public housing. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's publicly financed housing and that's why the lights and what a great framing device I will get to. Yeah, explain with, the lights thing. I didn't get the lights thing. It's, it's power saving. It's to, it's to keep the electricity You turn down. on the lights when you go into the hallway. Yeah, so not you, on if the you're time. in the hallway, you turn the power on and then if you forget to turn it off, it goes down on its own. Huh. I didn't know that when I watched it, but that's a cool thing. My um, 2002, I was in uh, East London uh, filming. A, I was doing second unit on a documentary, and our producer was born and raised there. And so we stayed in his home in the East End, which is a, a bit different from South London. But their accents aren't quite like this, but their accents were such to where, fuck, anything's possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's like being on a film set. Just like stuff you don't know what they're saying all the time. I, I remember watching this and, and just being just right out of the gate being kind of fascinated by this because you you would think the movie just just sitting there kind of knowing these kinds of movies. It's like, OK, the alien comes down and then they're going to they're going to deal with it. And then the first thing <laughs> they do is beat it to death. Yeah. And I'm like, that was easy. Now I don't know what's going on. What's yeah. going to happen next to this movie? Like it was a it was a nice little signal to go, OK, pay attention because you may not. To be you're you're not going to be two steps ahead like you often are in in genre movies these days. I like how later they ex- all Lord of the Flies on right now. Yeah, later they sort of explain away why this alien looks different than the aliens for the rest of the movie. You know, this is a lady; the rest yeah. of them are all dudes. But it is weird, like the 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 level of difference between them is sort of odd for me. Like I I've I've seen you know I I, I know anglerfish and shit. Yeah. Like it's way different all the time, but. You know, that was an interesting thingy. That's a beautiful shot. Good yeah. job. And what a High great way guys. to get into title reveal here. Yeah. And like, also a great way to go, oh shit, stakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Oh. I, you know, it's it's a fucking it, honey badger fell out of the sky. Here's yeah. 30 more. Yeah. It's something I keep going back to. Some one of my professors said, like, you know, your first eight minutes should say this is what this is the ride. This is yeah. what you're in store for. And ideally by the time title And we up, literally just hit eight. Right. Just and, you said and, that. that's, and and the, the two best examples I know of this are Officer and a Gentleman and Step Brothers. By the time <laughs> titles come up on both of those movies, you know exactly what the fuck you're in for. Well, and the the you know, the I mean, Blake Snyder, you know, the first ten pages. Right. I mean, yeah. Same idea. Yeah. I haven't seen Step Brothers. It's like if you haven't if you haven't established something that people can go, oh, okay, I get where we're, I get what I know what I'm watching. You know, in the first ten pages you're in trouble. Now, something that I read on the wiki, I didn't have the, the I got the DVD from Blockbuster. No special features. Is that nah. a thing that they're doing now? Yes, that's a bummer. They rental, don't want, yeah, they, rental. They, yeah. they want they you to make, buy it. They make, buy it. yeah, it pretty much. Yeah, to including the Star Trek Into Darkness thing. But yeah, whatever, they make yeah. rental. Well, that's a, that's, that's another. Oh, let's not even get started but on that. The, we'll uh, do an intermission on that. But anyway, <laughs> but I read on the wiki uh, that Cornish was talking about how he wanted to explain the geography of this in the way that you should. You know, I guess it's basically a geographical footprint in the snow. Like, here's the area. Got it. Cool. Moving on. This is what it's like. Got it? Moving on. Uh, and he, he starts by basically panning down to show you the map from above the block to tell you that. And it says Wyndham Tower. My instinct would have been to call it Wyndham Block. Just to just to clarify it for the idiots May, like me. But, the, but the, something like Wyndham Tower. They wouldn't call it that in the... Yeah, in, I guess that's area, fair, but I didn't get the sense. They tried to, they tried to make it sound I, like I guess fancy. The they, reason, call them, the, they call them council estates. Well, the reason yeah. they said like that, tower yeah. is probably because unless they said tower, you wouldn't know that wasn't just a flat building, that that was the tower. But mm. I thought when they were saying well, again, this block, is a, this they, is a British movie. They, you know, they, they, you don't they have to explain this to British people. Oh no, I know that. I know that. But when the when you see that image, you're not just seeing the tower itself. You're seeing all the buildings around it on the city block. 
So when it pans down to that, I think they're talking about the city block until Eddie explains it to me. Not that it uh-huh. matters. It's all the same movie. It, yeah, I don't think it suffers at all for And I'm that. not I'm not sure that the... I don't know if the geography is really that big a deal because all the hallways kind of look the same and it doesn't right. really matter. It, it's it. Well, they the, do spend the, a lot of time out of the block. Right. That is true. That's true. They they do spend time outdoors, but it's all it's like all Jenny. in and around right. that area. And it becomes a plot device. And they and you know and towards the middle they're like we gotta get back to the block. You know that's the, the sequel should be attack Jenny from the block. <laughs> oh dear. Please. Um. <laughs> please please please. Yeah, there you go. The sequel. This has been a big hit. The sequel would have had. Jennifer Lopez and then had like seventy five million dollar budget and been terrible. I like the uh, I, I I enjoy the choice of music because it's appropriate for the basement jacks, son. And stuff. Is yeah, it basement so. jacks? Where's your head at? At where's your head at? Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. Is, is I can it, do it again. Is it? A, I got time. Is it basement jacks in the same? It's basement jacks. Oh wow. Okay. There's a couple original songs that they picked from like a like a song. But the score is Basement Jacks. Yeah, or at least took, two of the guys from Basement I, I did recognize a Dizzy Rascal song, and I think there's a there's somebody else in there too. And <laughs> they they sing a, a Fuji song like halfway through. Yeah, which was really cool. I love that beat. For even what I like about this is that they get Cornish gets like the characterizations right to where, minus the dialogue <laughs> and the aliens trapped in one of them, um, it's, totally a, it's just a very believable Group interaction between. Yeah. 14, 15 year old girls and boys. Yeah. You know? And that's, and you, you sort of have that sort of playfulness and that dynamic there. Most of the actors, I think, are doing a really good job. But what's crazy is they're all kids. So, A, A for effort, good job. But what's really crazy is and I a lot think, of them haven't I think, done anything yeah, before. Yeah, they, they got drama students yeah. from South London. That's mm-hmm. where they were going from. Uh, but my favorite thing is these two kids, the, the young ones, the ones that are like nine or 10, <laughs> I think they're outstanding. The yeah. white kid in particular the is white so kid amazing. The, the, the uh, probs, yeah, probs. He, it's probs and mayhem. Yeah, he rem- he reminds me of Simon Pegg. He's like a tiny Simon <laughs> yeah. Pegg. I have an idea for a movie. Yeah, well, no, I don't, <laughs> but I have Simon, an idea for what to start with. The young Simon Pegg adventures. <laughs> oh, it could be like oh, it could be like Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, just like the 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 lead kid is uh, he's he's going to grow up and be Denzel Washington. Clearly, yeah. He totally looks like Moses Denzel. is good. Moses does a good job. I like uh, the older the older the normal. Age, what are we? How the fifteen-ish year old white kid uh, gets a lot of screen time, and I think it does a pretty good job. Uh, it doesn't like knock it out of the park for me. But most of these kids all do like tremendously well, considering all the performances we've seen from kids in the history. <laughs> that this is a movie almost comprised entirely of kids, and they're all really good. Is high five, Joe Cornish. I don't know if I ever shared this story or not, but uh, since I got referenced earlier, Lord of the Flies. I actually went to high school with Dan Pippoli, who paid, played uh, Piggy in Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah? yeah. Oh, shit. And, um, Is he over that yet? The, the remake no, of Lord of the Flies. Really? Yeah. He's, he and I are friends <laughs> on Facebook. and uh, uh, You know, I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good guy, but there's not a lot of daylight between Piggy and the character of Piggy and, and Dan Pippoli, the person. Is that, is that along the lines of like what I imagine Jake Lloyd went through in high school sort of deal? I, or is it a Lord of the Flies specific thing? I mean, you know, I, and he was in drama with us, and um, there were a few fake rocks thrown at his head. Um, <laughs> that, so, oh, fucking kids. I yeah, kids. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm not- I At least they were fake. I, exactly. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> I'm sure, because he was like 10 when he did that movie. Fatalist yeah. Scott over here. I'm sure, like- What's he complaining real ones about? Got thrown in not real rocks? No, but I mean, he, you know, he's, he's a good guy. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's, but yeah, there was a, it was one of those things where he tried, I remember his, he got he, new headshots done when he was in high school. We were all in Romeo and Juliet together. And uh, his head, you know how like some headshots are broken into different costume setups? Yeah. Like essentially, um, uh, uh, Dr. Tobias Funke, uh, like his, uh, yep. from like, like a four quadrant thing. He had, he had like a five quadrant uh, or like a six quadrant. It was like as radically different because he was just trying so hard to like break free of that. 
So of of that of that piggy um, stereotype. This girl, she's great. This girl, this girl. What about her? I like this okay. girl. Right, <laughs> is she a communist? Is she a yeah. girl surgeon? This, this girl. <laughs> the British Felicia Day. She's kind of a mix between Felicia Day and there a girl I know. Yeah. There you go. And that girl. And I like I like uh and that guy. I enjoy I, Bruce. <laughs> I like how Yeah, me too. It's a subtle effect work, but I like how the more dead the alien is, like you can see it sort of decompose over time. Like it's it's going through its own sort of natural state of rictus. You yeah. know, I kinda I kinda dig that. Smells like a shit did a shit. He's That's got the he got the only. Uh, I didn't laugh much in this movie. Um, I smiled a lot. I was smiling almost constantly, but I didn't. I only, he only, I only got one laugh, and it was something that Nick Frost said after Moses leaves. He's like, he's really kind of a sweet guy, isn't he? <laughs> I was just like, ah, Nick Frost, you're good at this. There's a nice little visual gag coming up too. That that got a, a healthy little chuckle. Uh, which one? You'll see it. Oh, I'll wait. <laughs> the one that little get a little chuckle. Yeah. yeah. I do I, like Nick Frost. He, he's for for a guy who isn't an actor. Yeah, does, exactly. He does pretty well. Yeah, he really he does, does pretty well. He was uh, recently interviewed on a local LA radio station here, and they were talking about how he became involved. And um, he was a waiter at a well, yeah, restaurant he, that Nick uh, Steiner Peg used to go to. Yeah, and um, and so they're like, uh, "Well, you can continue being a waiter, or you can." He's like, "I, <laughs> I would you like to be a movie like, star. I much, I much fancy doing this." He's like, "He's like, because I figured if it didn't work out, I could just go back to being a waiter." So, was, did you know this? Nick Frost like moved to Israel for two years. Like when he was like 19, he moved mm. to Israel because he was sick of his surroundings and he had kind of a bad childhood and he wanted to just break free and explore the world. And he moved to Israel for two years. That's yeah. crazy. I, I've, I've, and the way he explains it, he's like, it wasn't even like a religious thing. It was a go somewhere else thing. I was I, like, cool. I've known, Israel? Fuck. I've known proportionately far too many people who have actually done stuff like that. Uh, guys moved to Thailand. One, uh, one guy I know moved to Uzbekistan just because. Just um, Uzbekistan, that's committing. Right that's there. committing. That's yeah. committing to yeah. world travel. And, uh, yeah, and just, you know, I mean, it's one thing to backpack. It's another thing to, like, live and, you know, something these kids shall, sh- are, are not likely to do, you know, these characters. Right. Which is, you know, implied. They, they, they're, yeah. they're very in, in. Oh, this, that's one way of dealing with the scope system. thing. I was talking about stakes versus scope, which I thought was a cool starting point for something we can talk about in this. But one of the things that ties this together, maybe with District 9, even, uh, is it's not that. These are worldly kids, but we're just dealing with their story. It's all these times we're talking about the scope being a little small story inside something. It's people for whom the whole world right. is. This is, is the whole world yeah. to them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's that's, the whole world for them. That's what that's when stakes. That's exactly what good stakes are. It doesn't have to be. It means the world the to fate them. of the world, but it means the world. It's, to it's them. a exactly. fit of, and, and look at and hi hats is like <clears throat> he's like such a low level wannabe halfway crook. Um, but to him, he's like writing his own songs about how he's the boss of yeah. the block. And to him, he's, he's and really the sh- to yeah. the block. He is the, the he, crime Lord he's of the, the block. Exactly. So. And it's like, and for what, for go run your little moon for, you know, yeah. for mm-hmm. maybe 10 grand worth of weed. Like that's, you know, that, that small stick son, but like, but for, but for these kids, it's like their, their, uh, instinct to defend everybody. It's everybody in the block. And that's sort of what like gets unified in the end is that everybody in the block means, everybody in the block it doesn't just mean the people you know it's getting out there and forcing yourself to be a part of the community that you're in and that's reflected a bit when they they're kind of taken aback when they realize that she's also from the block that's yeah yeah she's like oh shit you're from here sorry we weren't trying to do like a crime against territory and she's like the fuck are you talking about it's it's that line in the end it's like no they're my neighbors it's like no i do know them you know it's like they i live here with them yeah and plus, it's just, it's like why you don't date your coworkers. It's like, oh, sorry. I didn't, <laughs> you know, you're going to see him every day. You don't, you know. Broke the code. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm particularly happy that they did so much practical work just because then they get to play with it as much as they do. <laughs> yeah. And it really feels, you know, they really we'll get need, a lot of money. We'll need one of these, but it's got to be really good. Yeah. How does the creature look? Mr. Stokes. I like it. I mean, you know, they, they're very they're very studiously not letting you see it very well. Right. Which is <laughs> uh which is uh, always a good idea. It's probably just foam core, right? Not, Maybe rubber. Well, not foam core, but uh, well, not foam core. What's the foam. What's, what's the foam rubber? Foam rubber. Foam rubber. Or, or, that's what I was thinking. It's got, it's got a lot of heft to it, so it could have some it could be silicone. Silicone is more the new standard. Um if you're only making one, yeah, sure, why not do silicone? Um especially because it's is a, silicone pricey. It's it's just a little more trickier to work with. Um and you know, heavy. The part of the thing that makes silicone better is it's heavier. It's more flesh-like, right? Um, but it's a little trickier to work with. And and when you're not putting it on, I mean, silicone appliances are especially tricky because putting it on people's faces. That's why people still do foam a lot. But uh, if you're just building a puppet, yeah, foam generally. you would shave down. Silicone you pour in like a mold, right? No, foam you pour as foam well. rubber you pour. Oh, cool. Yeah. Huh. But uh, but foam you know foam latex although it's been the standard and still is you know it doesn't sag and bounce like skin does because it's not yeah, it's liquid just, it's yeah. not full of liquid whereas silicone is sort of like more of a liquid suspension you know those kind of things so so it tends to jiggle and sag more like like uh, like real flesh does so jiggle and sag would be a great comedy jiggle duo. and sag yeah. <laughs> you know jiggle this, and sag or, or either that or something you'd order for breakfast in England the jiggle and sag I'm yeah. like a jiggle and sag let me tell you something about breakfast in England <laughs> oh uh, baked beans and spam we've no. got we've got English okay. folks we've got all the European well, folks. This is the, okay. That was, that was for me was the learning experience when in I went to, when I went to England for the first time and I found out that egg ham baked beans ham spam 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 and egg that literally is That's a British menu. breakfast. So so my first day oh, I get it. my first day in Portsmouth which is a southernmost city on you know it's, it's it's southernmost if you go straight down there's there's more south if you go southeast but if you or southwest rather but if you go just straight south from London you you end up in Portsmouth. Um First breakfast there, there was a pub across the street, and they served this sausage or this uh, sandwich called the Bam, and the <laughs> Bam was a thick cut whole wheat roll with sausage, bacon, uh, and egg. And okay, great, I'm, sold. I'm on board for for one day. <laughs> By Second day breakfast. four, oh. it was like soul poison. It was just like, oh <laughs> fuck, not another Bam. Like, can I please? <laughs> I long for a croissant. I long for some fruit. Can I please? And there was just nothing else around. It was like college town. Like there was nothing else affordable that wasn't fucking seven pounds. You know that mm-hmm. to 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 pay for. So <laughs> first time I ever went into an authentic British pub with an authentic British guy um, to get some to get some something to eat. I said, uh, he said, what do you what do you want? And I said, if I say. Bangers and mash. Will a guy actually bring me that? I was like, <laughs> was like yeah. Like, well, then we got to do that. Yeah, because I want that experience. Not the case with I, shrimp on the Barbie. Yeah. I don't know if it was my experience, Trey, and your, hopefully yours was better than mine. I ordered bangers and mash at the same goddamn pub as the Bam, <laughs> and uh, they brought me the wateriest mashed potatoes I've ever had, the most undercooked peas, and the most fucking pig's blood sausage. I could, I could, I just, my bangers and mash experience was actually quite pleasant. I have to say in the chat, uh, our our Scotsman says I've never had spam. Uh, one of our guys from England's like, I have, it's like dog food. Spam. It's not like we don't have spam here. We, I've I've never had spam. I believe we invented spam. I've never had spam. Yes, we did. And we shipped it off to the world. And And, and you you guys just took it and ran with it. See, we left a bunch of it after the war Yeah, and you guys didn't have anything else. So you kind of developed a taste for it. I had spam steadily, um, quite regularly when I lived in Hawaii. Hawaii spam in Hawaii yeah. is extraordinarily popular. There's a very popular Hawaiian dish called masubi, and it's spam sushi. It is a yeah, spam big, masubi, a wow. big of block of rice. I want to try that. Uh, equal to a size of uh, equal to the length and diameter of a piece of spam, and then 
thickness is about three times the thickness of spam. So it's this giant Ugh. pad of rice, a thing of spam wrapped in uh, nori seaweed. Wow. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it's like, it sounds good. It's I was actually so worried really for the kids good. in this shot because I know that they know how to ride bikes and they clearly know how to do tricks on bikes. I don't know if they've ever practiced on a street where a DP thought it would look better wet. So they're like yeah. doing jumps and shit. And I'm like, yeah, don't with wet, wet with, concrete. With a camera, camera. I got to say, I'm actually very impressed with the, because, you know, English rules are a bit different uh, in terms of stunts with underage folk <laughs> Apparently. um because there's there's quite a bit that's actually them there are there there are some obvious doubles in some of the some of the bumps but um but for especially the bike riding scenes and stuff like that like that's a lot of that is them and uh some of the bike tricks and stuff is them too so Mo, i think moses is i think moses was over 18 i but they actually plays him but i think all the rest of them are certainly under 18 they ha- they hang a lantern on that too she says oh you look older he's like thanks <laughs> yeah by the way uh i want to throw a high five to the dp like yeah. for what was it 13 million yeah like you didn't have money to work with they had to throw a lot of that to effects and not to mention also making a movie the dp did a lot with very little yeah it's a good looking movie a lot of or maybe the di guy I don't very know. minimal lighting uh and, oh, that, and that's, very efficient lighting. yeah but you can see like a lot of the color and stuff is definitely in the lighting yeah it's not, absolutely yeah yeah but uh high five bro good looking movie also yeah. maybe it's just because i like bocas so much we'll talk about bocas when we talk about mission impossible 4 my god <laughs> But if, uh, again, the movie doing the unusual thing. First thing that happens with the dog gets yeah, killed. Yeah, dead, dead dog, dead dog. And all, and also, I like they do everything would kill a baby at the beginning. Yeah, the a very, a very, uh, you know, the realistic rea- reaction is there's aliens coming down. Let's go kill them. And then they're like, oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, shit. these are three times as big as that other one. Yeah, have teeth I love this reveal. Here we yeah. go. Yeah, it's a great one. And I, yeah, exactly. When you, that's so great. Yeah, yeah. great trick. And it does so much with so little. And like later on, when they talk about uh, a great way to hide it, is just talk about how how black it is. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like, that's the most genius idea. Is like it's so black, it has no detail. It, it doesn't exactly. expose. As, as a creature, as a creature effects guy, I'm like, why didn't we ever think of that? It's a shadow. It's, it's like, a black mat. You with can green only, teeth and, in it. you know, it's like you can you just build the thing as best you can, and then you in post, you just take the blacks completely the black rush them the fuck out of it and i was like that's genius and my favorite line that one of the kids has like that's blacker than my uncle femi like, just, <laughs> yeah if uh, you were just searching for a word to describe the blackness th- none 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 more black <laughs> i i had a decent time with the um with the uh the the dialogue and the accents partially because one of my favorite mcs is dizzy roscoe and if you ever get a chance to listen to dizzy roscoe's music uh and if you just like look at his like the lyrics just written down it, it's just reading it. You're like, huh? But then, you know, in context being everything, um, you see that a lot of his imagery, it, it does, there is sort of like a pattern and a, and a method to it. It just takes a, a minute to kind of get used to. By the way, we we're talking about it a little bit in Looper with the refrigerator, but there's a lot of the color corrected lens flare look going on in this movie where mm. they'll take what was initially like a very bright blue lens flare, like what it would be. And then they take a lot of the brightness out of the flare. So you're just left with a sort of, almost subtractive pigmentation in the shape of a lens flare that I still think looks cool. If two more movies do it, I'll be sick of it. (laughs) But I still think it looks cool. You'll see it a few times. It's like it looks like a nanomorphic flare, except it's just a blue streak on the footage. That's all. Also worth noting, the British version of the Miranda rights um, whereas our Miranda rights are designed to protect and to say you don't have to say anything there's this it's like you want to start speaking now because everything's yeah. going to be evidence and it's in your best interest to say it like the Miranda I forget what they're called they're obviously not Miranda rights but they're in England it's referred to as something <laughs> that's your ass mate and it's it's that's designed so to benefit the prosecution it's yeah. designed to 
encourage that. They can't force you to speak, but it's more of a reminder that you should. I like the I like the way that slang travels. Where apparently, you know, according to this movie, anyway, even even British ghetto kids call the police the five O, which is like oh yeah, five steps removed from how that where that comes from. Well, and there's that line later on. It's like with the FBI. It's like they're not going to call the FBI, mate. Like it's like British. It's like MI five or something or Section six. That's right, yeah. But again, we we talked about Tinker this in, Taylor Soldier Spy. We we just did an episode of documentality, and we talk about how the impact of Western culture, how it gets exported, and how it, it affects um it affects the youth everywhere, and not only in demeanor but in behavior. And it's like a lot of um. There's a great feedback loop because European dance music ultimately became the foundation for hip hop, and then as hip hop evolved, it became its own thing and gets re-exported back to Europe and England and it became this I remember in the We're playing ping pong with culture exactly and yeah. the, I remember in the mid 90s there was this big thing where it's like all American hip hop producers want to be European DJs all European DJs want to be hip hop producers like <laughs> and it becomes this weird back and forth same with you, uh, EDM yeah and industrial well, that's, and, more, and by, that's more uh, Eastern Europe by yeah. EDM well I mean I mean Kraftwerk and African Babata's beats are essentially the same you know what I mean? Yeah, yep, it's yep, how yep, it's yep. how those seeds get planted and how they get flourished and then they come back around. And now who are the biggest pop producers these days? These Norwegian producers like um, David Guetta and Avicii and guys like that. And it's just it, it's just a great example of how these kids are uniquely British and still very much influenced by. You know, again, as somebody else said, like a ghetto is a ghetto. You know, it doesn't matter where you're from. It's still it's interesting to see how these similar threads get expressed in so many different ways. This is when I started throwing Home Alone into the mix of movies. This is kind (laughs) of like, yeah, I also I kind of like the idea of using a giant mortar shell fireworks fountain as a weapon. Like, okay, well, this, you know, this like $60 thing that you buy at the the scary fireworks shop off the highway, this might be a uniquely Midwest thing. I don't think this happens in California, but um, you can, there's like fireworks shops that pop up and you can buy some seriously destructive shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They yeah. pop up. They're not supposed to, but they're not they supposed But in Over like, here. I grew up like my, my these years, like when I was basically up until about as old as these kids are for about five years, I lived in an unincorporated part of Arkansas. Fourth of July there, there is a party. Oh yeah, we would have all the friends. We would have all our friends from like a hundred mile radius come to our house. They'd all throw in a hundred bucks. We'd go and drop like two grand at the local fireworks shop to us because they could sell shit you can't buy in Mexico. Like they would sell <laughs> this fucked up, crazy, amazing fireworks stuff that I think you have to have like a Disney license to actually operate. And it was so cool and destructive and powerful. And then to seeing this and they throw the giant, because that roll, that's like what we had open a night with, like those sort of things. <laughs> and to see like the, they have the idea like, oh yeah, light that thing and throw it under a car. Yep. That would do some damage and scare the shit out of someone. Um, it's just such a, it's like a cool idea. It's also reminding me now that I th- I'm pretty sure that I'm not making up this memory. I'm pretty sure I burned down a field opposite our house once. <laughs> um, two things really quickly. One, we we passed it, but I really was a fan of how normally when you know the creature strikes, uh, there's very similar beats and rhythms to it. With this, I love how once you see them, there you see blood before you see them. Like they're just they're already there. They're already in frame. And there's already those cops just fucking die just very quickly. Just boom, they're out of there. I liked how quickly they hit too. In terms of damage from fireworks, take. Uh, if you go to SeanBaby.com and go digging through some of his past photos enough, you'll see he looked like action figures on fire and stuff. Uh, you'll see from. 2004 when he and I took a three foot tall stuffed bunny that was his girlfriend's at the time we <laughs> filled it with because in San Francisco you, across the bay you can buy oh, you, you can get some shit in San Diego um, we fill we cut pieces uh, cut open into it and stuffed the entire thing with fireworks like a pinata of explode 
took it down. And the thing was, it had a giant thick cardboard tube to hold it up as a, a spine. Yeah. And we realized you could stuff stuff in there. And at one point, Sean's roommate said, are we actually making a pipe bomb? Like, I'm not like, is this what we're actually doing? We ignited that thing in an abandoned BART tunnel. Allegedly. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, as we were driving away, we passed about three fire trucks. And looking back, we saw the giant plume of smoke <laughs> that created this thing. And I'm like, we we might get like arrested <laughs> for this terrorism might be at this bad. point. Allegedly. So, yeah, allegedly. That's a great fictional story I just told. You're welcome. <laughs> Didn't actually happen, though. Now, no. I, I feel... All the horror for everyone at once in this scene. I feel the horror of the kids like, oh, Christ, look what I just did. I feel the horror of him like, oh, Christ, look what just happened. And the kids go also going, oh, Christ, there's monsters and, yeah. and we and had then to I stop. Did, but, but then I do the second layer. Like, after they both understand what just happened, <laughs> then there's the second layer of both sides of oh, Christ, which is, oh, so you just fucked up the, like, lead gangbanger's badass car that he just barely was able to afford selling weed for five years. <laughs> right. That is probably his pride and joy. So he's probably going to be like next level pissed at you right That's now. That's true. It's like it, there's and a, there's monsters. It's the it's the I mean there's the trope where you know the drug dealer's car is like but but again as we say he's such a little tin pot dictator yeah. that yeah. you're probably right. This it's is like probably, a lease. Like, probably, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's like I got payments on this bro. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, and what I and this is what I mean when the film kind of has something to say because you know it's like everybody's operating out of such fear it sort of becomes. You know, there's there's always the the cliche trope of humans are the real monsters, but what this is doing with that sort of message is saying like the monster is really you don't you know there's empathy for all these monsters, even the aliens. They just want to get to the female. Like yeah. that's all yeah. it's that's all, that's all it is. Like they're just operating on survival in the best ways that they all know how, and because of that everybody has sympathy and empathy with it, and it, it's what separates it from. It just gives it that slight elevation over other sort of B movies. It certainly has way more pathos already than Pacific Rim. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like that's yeah. because of that. Because My brother died. Oh. Why do you bring that up? I'm just saying. He's just dead, you know. Just mentioning. Anyway, let's go come on. It's just really okay. sad. It's really sad. And, you know, so sometimes I'll stare off into the distance a little yeah. bit, you know. Meanwhile, empty the clip. Yeah, Cancel the apocalypse. Bah. Catch rest. God, I hate we are canceling the apocalypse. <laughs> I hadn't actually thought about how much I hate it, but I really dislike it. Just as in everything about it, I hate it. I had made a tweet where I had said, uh, Canceling the apocalypse. No, tonight we are renewing the apocalypse for six episodes and hopefully it finds its audience. Otherwise, it's canceled. <laughs> Good one. Tonight we are burning off the rest of the episodes of the apocalypse on Hulu. <laughs> Tonight, we are running out the clock. <laughs> we are not canceling the apocalypse, but we're putting it at 2 a.m. on Sundays. We're putting it on hiatus. We're bringing it back after this American Idol. So Tonight, we are putting the apocalypse <laughs> into reruns. Next season, the apocalypse will have a better lead-in. <laughs> we are changing showrunners and recasting on the apocalypse. I love us. <laughs> <laughs> no one else, no one listening to this. Mike does. took no part in that. Yeah, Mike, Mike sat out, and that was probably like, a wise choice. I don't want blood the, on my hands. One of the things that I, <laughs> be crazy. If I'm I, always, I always admire a movie that, uh, and it's something that uh, you know we're all low budget filmmakers, and it's something we always try and do, and and is it's like you can you can sort of see the reverse sensibility. of This movie It's like let's see, we got you know whether they we have twelve, we have how much we have twelve million, twelve million. Okay, we can probably afford one good police van prop. Yeah, so let's. Use that for about three of our action beats before yeah. it's completely destroyed. Yeah, exactly. And and so they, you know, they get milk the, it. They get this massive mileage out of you know these these sm- these set pieces that are actually very small. They got a garage. It's and a garage two, and one van. It's a garage and one van and one car. That's we've been, we've already been in this garage for five minutes. Nice. We already yeah, got five minutes out of fact. the out of the van already. I remember being I, very I impressed the- by that yesterday when Hi Hat sees a like a bear attack happening. 
you would think the joke would be he's actually kind of a pissy little yeah. oh god oh, no. and he runs away the first thing that happens is he <laughs> yeah. starts walking towards yeah, him oh firing. no i'm so i gotta he, i gotta he, give I he is a legitimate for that yeah. he's a legitimate badass the, the shot the the foot shot and the reveal that there's nothing there uh, I I love the the it, 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 this also reminds me a little bit of Pitch Black in its yeah, in its yeah, smallness yeah, yeah, and yeah. its sensibilities. Yeah. But but there's a there's a Pitch Black ish moment where he comes walking around and you know there's nothing on the ground and you expect that. But if you if you're looking into the background in the open garage, you can see the little the the glowing bokeh of the teeth. I don't just, think I even noticed that in in back. It's very very subtle, but it's there. Um, and it's cool. it's something I only noticed rewatching cool. it. I like that also that uh, you know this 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 story doesn't take place in a vacuum because the kids just referenced twenty eight days later. Yeah, no. not only that, but I love this line. I'm shitting myself, but this is sick, which is <laughs> yeah. the completely appropriate response to have. Like yeah. You're fifteen. Kid, yeah, you're fifteen in that yeah. shit. This, no, yeah, exactly. You're saying, invincible. Like, the, the, these kids are able. To, the only reason these kids are kind of able to cope with any of this is because. In a weird way, there's a that, part of them that thinks it's awesome. And there's yeah. that there's that there's that moment when you're 14, 15, and you you have the a sense of scope and wonder of what the world could be. You know what I mean? And like, and there's that ma- there's that magical moment where you're like, aliens yeah, could totally come down, and yeah, it's up to me yeah. to fight them off. Kick their ass. I, well, I've is, seen Red Dawn. It, I know how this it works. Doesn't even, <laughs> it, Red Dawn doesn't even have to be aliens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, it's happening. You see it happening in you know all over the all over any country in the world that that where it collapses, and suddenly like the 15 year olds get to carry AK 47s and, and they have a necklace of earrings and, and, and run traffic yeah. you know, and, be, and and like stop your stop traffic and yeah. stuff. That is, as I think it was PJ O'Rourke said, uh, your society is in serious trouble when. The fifteen-year-old's dreams are coming true, right? Where it's like you get to, you know, carry King, King carry Joffrey. automatic weapons and impress girls in your neighborhood. Yeah, that's, totally. That's not a good. That's not a good sign of what's going on <laughs> in your society. Whether whether there's monsters involved or it's just uh, you know your government's having some trouble. There's there's enough videos on Vice uh, to see if like you know third yeah. world fucking countries with kids with necklaces made of ears. Yeah. Um, there we go. Got a guy in a suit. That's yeah. right, ladies so, and gentlemen. Yeah, a dude lot of in this a suit. Is just- Dude in a fucking fur I, black fur suit. When I was when I was casting my yes. when I was casting my pilot that came oh so close to the selling and never did. Uh, we met with a couple um, stuntmen and one of the prerequisites was can you go to a full run on all fours? Yeah. And for there's, the, there's for guys the, who are those guys for the three guys yeah. who could do it. Holy shit! Did it look awesome? Yeah. And it and it is and he I mean he was kind of giving me instructions on some of the finer points of it and just like where to shift your weight and where to put your feet and you know where to he's like it's basically like a giant. Uh, it's he's like he said he was like a, doing a bunch of like mini power squats in a crouch yeah. position and then to just push off and you're kind of like making a small jump and I always thought that he'd want to land on his hands with the the palms of his hands but he's actually landing kind of on the fingers and using that as like and it's a very tricky thing but he did like a couple laps in our building as we're you know during the casting <laughs> session and I'm like fucking a I see, and it's like just that 30 seconds of watching him it was almost like a, a mutual of omaha wild kingdom where it's like the human when he runs on yeah. all fours yeah. the human does on all this fours. you know but it, it it did make such a good thing and like and especially in a suit like this where and the way it's shot because there are ways to like say oh that's clearly a guy but like just the little bits of it you see it's sold just enough to be like oh that is sort of otherworldly and not yeah. you know not how a human would would locomote yeah and also the way that they're the 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 way that it's built so that it's not it's not just a, a human crouched over like it's built so you feel the the curve of the back and the spine yeah. is a bit different and the the head's down in f- down in front yeah uh, <laughs> the head is redacted um but no. uh yeah Ooh, right some to the really door. Great stuff ouch 
Didn't see that coming. And I mean, the the interesting thing is they it's a good combination of having that and then a lot of I mean the the jaws were replaced. They had yeah, they had yeah. really good stuff. Like if you see the behind the scenes and you see the before and after, yeah. what was there is really cool. Um, but I can but it they certainly got more personality out of the the digital jaws. But they also replaced um the outlines of them because because the, the silhouettes the, are just different. The, silu- the silhouettes were too kind of soft and fuzzy, and he wanted the really spiky look. Yeah. and so so in a lot of cases, I mean, they it's it's easier to integrate because it's just black. You know, it's it's pulled down and and crushed to just black, but um, it's still a lot of a lot of work and pretty much uh all the all the creature shots and forensically like one thing I it, it's one of those things I'm not exactly sure if the the horse led the card on this one or vice versa, but because of the placement on the mouth, whenever they attack, most of the attacks are to the face and to the neck, mm-hmm. with the exception of that like leg attack, which is obviously because it's through a drawer. But just because once the beast has its prey down, that's where its mouth is going to be, like yeah. on the mouth of yeah. an, of the guy. So, and there was that great effect shot at the very end with hi hats, where like half of his just mouth Faces, skin yeah. is gone, yeah. and it's like, and it just it, it allowed for. Again, I don't know if it was like that was the goal. So where do we put the mouth, or the mouth is here? So where would it be? I'm not exactly sure about the thought process behind that, but it's a, it's it's a consistent thought process. It's also interesting because I can't think of another thing off the top of my head where the dynamic for the creatures isn't they're aliens from space. It's they're wild animals from space. Like space is the planes. Right. They're just wild animals in space. <laughs> and the mighty Tatanka and, and shall they just come chased the free. chick here. Yeah. That's it. Like they might be doing this in, in like the Oort cloud or yeah. something. So a galactic pussy which, hunt is Which again is another I, galactic pussy hunt. <laughs> yeah, really. It's a ska band. Another. <laughs> <laughs> Gal- we are galactic pussy hunt. Good night. <laughs> the planet the canyons <laughs> in Simi Valley. <laughs> 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 It's another it's another fun, you know, thing. It's like they're not here to conquer our planet. It's like we accidentally got in the middle of like the space grunion run. It's just trying yeah. to fuck and, that one, that's all. You know, it's like, oh man. It's like dude, the locusts don't aren't don't care about you, but it's just time for the locusts. Yeah. That's just how it is. Galactic pussy hunt. Galactic pussy hunt. I love it. We are galactic pussy. Well, we used to be galactic pussy hunt, but then we bro- broke up. And then we and then we became the knights of Galactic. Then we then then Nigel started his own Galactic Pussy Hunt, and we had to sue him to get the title back. And now we are the original Galactic Pussy Hunt. Hello, anyway, Cleveland. Here, anyway, here's yeah. our one song. <laughs> yeah. you remember this hit we had? That's Galactic Pussy Hunters. Oh. Uh. <laughs> the the one thing about Hello, the- Magic Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> we are Galactic Pussy Hunters. It just like cut to one horrified mom <laughs> yeah. holding the holding her hands over yeah. one horrified kid and, and, and one, no one else. And one like seventy year old gray haired dude going, Yeah <laughs> with a shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the with his original yeah, GPH <laughs> um, <laughs> tattooed on his on his arm. I kept I kept waiting for something to happen with just just because of the, the genre and tropes and stuff. I'm like, okay, in a movie like this if you are bitten by a monster, <laughs> something terrible will happen to you as a result of that bite. No, it was just a, a bad animal bite. Just barely. I, yeah, yeah, like just, they didn't yeah. go anywhere with it. Oh, he's like yeah. poisonous. It can't. It's from space. How can it be poisonous to you? <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, it just. It can chew you. He's not yeah. going to turn into one of those things. You're cut. <laughs> or, you yeah. got a bad laceration. That's yeah, what happened. you got a bad thing, and it's going to make you limp, and that is not good. Have any of you guys <laughs> ever had a bad animal bite? I have not. Eddie. Somehow I imagine you've been like in a fight with a boar or something. No. I, had a- uh, I shot a BB gun at an alligator once, but um, 
We'll I, come back to that. We'll I, had to that. A, uh, I had a really severe and, and a vulture, but <laughs> the, the, the most adorable little group of kittens you ever saw in your life. <laughs> you have a long way to go on this story. Yeah, it say. turned out to be feral. They were on my front porch in Berkeley when I came. And they home make no work. sound when you stab them in the air. Yeah, That's so weird. He's like, there were this, this little group. This little group of kittens. I swear to God, mew, mew, came mew. home in my in my fucking front porch. They're all piled up in a little kitten pile by my door, and I was like, oh, and I put my hand, and it was like I put my hand in a goddamn blender. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they all just went. To town on my hand. You're going to be named Vitamix and you're Blendtec. They you're... just they were completely feral and they just went ape shit. Did you go get like hand. a tetanus shot right after? I didn't. I didn't. I should have because my hand swelled up like a like a freaking baseball glove. I was that was the that wasn't the yeah. that wasn't the laceration that was so bad, but there was some, just the cuts. There was some bad. There was some bad mojo in those claws. You're lucky you didn't catch something. Yeah, cat scratch I, fever, man. All right, now let's go back to Eddie. Uh, you <laughs> shot an alligator with a BB gun. Were well, you prior was, to it, was the... it like if I used both hands, it'll be over too quickly? Give me a BB mm. gun. Well, prior to that one. Uh, Trey and I were both the victims of a oh, massive hornet yeah. strike uh, while filming Return of Pink Five. Um, it's the only time I've I've That's like kind of a bad wound. If you if you count if you consider a it hornet like a military operation. If you consider a hornet an animal, it's the only time I've held an animal in my hand and screamed "fuck you" at it before killing it. So are we, we talking about like the hornet? Like, yeah. like, like, like wasps? A horn- <laughs> no, no, no. Like the hornet is pinching it. The hornet. We knew what it is, Where's your gun? Oh, I'm sorry, not hornet. I'm sorry, not hornet. Uh, yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket yeah. is what I'm thinking. Oh, those things are scary. Yellow jackets, when they sting, their stinger doesn't come out. So they can just keep yeah. fucking stinging you over and over again. One of them was thought my back was so delicious that it actually got stuck in my shirt. Uh, so when I ripped my shirt off while I was literally running out of the screen going fuck 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 with with Amy not far behind me the shirt's just bouncing um, against your back going dink dink I dink. rip it off and then I like I hold up the shirt and I see the little yellow jacket just squirming there and I held up the shirt and fuck you and I threw it on the ground and then jumped on it because I was I was just I was eaten alive man um, alligator moved to Florida outside of Orlando step one hop our fence and you eight years old and you have a brother you're trying to impress and you roam into the backyard and you end up in a swamp um this is how like lots of people like die do. yep and uh and my brother being the guy that he is uh how old is he at that point uh Dave was 12 or 13 okay so, so prime okay. prime hell raising age uh and I'll get into another story about my brother's you're like a luau for those alligators I'll get to another story about my brother's here in a little bit that connects it to the giant room of pot here in a little bit but um but for now uh and so he fired at it and he kind of made me fire at it too and I like did. we're talking like a five footer I it was a, it was a ways away uh, and it didn't. I don't think we broke the skin at all. I didn't even think it fucking no. noticed. You could, we should have real tell, that thing. We could tell it was old, so it just kind of went off. Then my brother saw what he thought was a bird in a tree, and then he fired his at that, and it unfolded like the thing in Pacific Rim. It just <laughs> unfolded its wings, and it was a goddamn vulture, and started flying right at us. And then we unloaded our BB guns at it as much as fast like, as we you're could. Like, you're like the commander in Revolutions while all the squeeters are coming out. I'm like, yeah. pretty much. One of them must have hit. I played House of the Dead. I know how awful this. <laughs> that was that was like one of the one of the handful of times in my life where like I'm afraid for my life, and um and we must have hit something soft on it because then it just it like did an immediate U turn and flew away. But that was about it. Yeesh. So. Never been bitten though. Hornets. Yeah, blacker than my cousin Femi. I fucking love that line. Fucking hornets. Because the only Femi I think of is Femi Cootie, and and that that dude's black. Like that's yeah, as black he's as way you See, But that's genius. Is when when you like just enhance the just do a color the color correction where you just make yeah completely ultimate black with no detail to it. I was like, oh, it's a creature builder's right. dream. I was like, I just put fur on it, and that's it. 
I, I will say, and this is this is not something I've I've I don't think I've ever talked publicly about. Um, uh, certainly <laughs> privately. Um, for, wow, okay. For several years, my two oldest brothers, uh, one of them who's who's passed away, uh, my two oldest brothers had a decent sized grow operation uh, in the Locker Center Glendale area, and their room where they grew pot was. I have a story to tell you. Off, off my <laughs> extraordinarily similar. I thought uh, this was going to be a Hawaii story to this to this room here. And um, what's what hit me hard <laughs> by this room here? He means in the movie, in the movie, and yeah, not no, the no, room no, we're not recording the coin, in. Yeah, it's not the coin Labs. In case anyone was curious, it's, it's not NSA. The coin, yeah, it's not the coin Labs because we no no method gets cooked here. Um, but no, the uh, well. the the room the room in the film where you know the 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 uh, Ross's pot room is what they call it. Um. That was extraordinarily similar to my my brother's garage off of Vista Court. Um, and they what struck me hard about this movie, the way the the way Hi Hat sort of recruits Moses, I actually saw my oldest brother have a very similar line of dialogue with a local neighborhood kid looking to recruit him as a seller. Mm. Uh, and so that I don't know again, don't know what level of research or who they talked to, but that was one note they sort of got extraordinarily right uh because it was about a two-hour process of getting this kid to convince him to be like one of the local well, considering sellers. how i mean i used to sell hash i mean come on it's sure. big, not a big deal but, but um 1988 locker right. center small town yeah exactly you know, hey it's, it's a big to, deal welcome to welcome yeah. to california ladies and gentlemen yeah so it's uh you in know, the I, chat room jimmy b's like don't do drugs kids <laughs> no yeah. don't do drugs don't get caught doing drugs that's really the <laughs> then grow out of it and you know get a career it's fine but um, have some great sources on a podcast twenty years later. That's right. But I would I would buy from the Grateful Dead supplier and sell hash to Sean and Ah. That's my woo. Check me out. But uh, <laughs> are yeah. you shitting me? I there, there was every, that that oh that's it, that statement was completely true. Um, so so whatever. <laughs> this is one of those episodes my mom's gonna listen to and go really. Um, oh, the amazing. But uh, <laughs> you were grounded twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back in time. Suspended sentence. <laughs> Suspended sentence. Yeah. What a shitty rhyme, by the way. Don't give a fuck. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's yeah. such a shit Dude, you're not even rhyme. trying. What the hell? Right. But the uh, the point is, I'm getting at is... is well, he's, yeah, he's bad at it. That's clearly... Yeah. Uh, which I love. Uh, I love me too. It's he's so note. fucking proud of it. And, yeah. <laughs> anyway, all I was getting at, and I wasn't trying to shock you, is just like, you know, I mean, everyone knows... Everyone either is or is one step away from someone who's dealt drugs right. and has been part of the world. <laughs> so there you and go. And if they got these kids from the the... From the the ends, like they say, then you know. Yeah, they, they probably got stories. Probably, to, yeah, exactly. they probably said, you know how I got talked into it was like this. Well, I'll write that down. I really. I've like never it. sold drugs. No, I've never sold either. I've, I've never. I've. I was just trying to get out of that. I've done extraordinarily little in terms of narcotics. Um, but I do like how the one kid is always trying to mac on her, and like, yeah. <laughs> he's like you're kind of fit, you know, like <laughs> yes, get off, like like thinking like this adult grown woman is going to be impressed by a swag like that's mm-hmm. yeah. YOLO. <laughs> I, I would be kind of interested in seeing in seeing the, a, a good American remake of this. Not that it's necessary, but just to see that version of you know the, to to see the the, like South Ameri- or something. the American yeah. version of this of this right. culture yeah. you know and and see the interactions it's hard, there it's and hard stuff to imagine like it wasn't discussed yeah and it, and and there is I think there is room to grow it there and to kind of like to to kind of see how it takes form I I, I would just it would be so dependent on the writer just not doing generic South Central you know yeah. just like I would love to see it 
It needs to be written by someone from the hood. Well, but but again, but again, here's the thing though. There's many different kinds of hoods. The the South London yeah. Council state is different than Manchester. Well, yeah, yeah. Manchester, someone from know, the hood he's writing about. Someone a hood, yeah. And I guess and I guess this particular hood works. It's the this is the right hood for this story. You know what I mean? And I think just because like oh, it's one tenement. You know what I mean? Like the hood of San Bernardino may or may not necessarily, or maybe it does, and it just it's it's told a little bit differently. So I'd want to see it. <laughs> I, I don't want to just I don't want to just see it generically in um in uh, Red Hook, or I don't want to just generically see it in fucking uh, Compton or in Pacoima. You know what I mean? I want to see it in a very specific place where. It would breed characters that tell the story the best, I guess. Yeah. I I love how the South subtitles, Pasadena. South the Pasadena, sub, perfect. The subtitles go back and forth on whether or not Probs is S or Z. Or Z. <laughs> Probs. And I love this so hard. They take the gun because they think it's real, but that super soaker is filled with fucking lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just so brilliant. I love even the detail of, of saying, Naruto. go home, watch Naruto. <laughs> it's so perfect. Go I watch know. Naruto. It's like, yes, that's perfect. Th- th- this this is a writer who has listened to kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, I, there's so many movies where it's like, they just, it's just a, a 40 year old dude, cool as ice, which I just saw. It was a 40 year old's idea of what teenagers do. I was so worried until the second line there, because like when the older kids are walking away, he says, like, you think water's even going to affect these things. I was so worried yeah, it was just going like, to cut and it's going to be like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> don't you fucking dare make it a water thing. Don't you shovel on me. But then they, that was just a setup for him to <laughs> say, there's not actually water in there, is there? He's like, no, no there isn't. <laughs> no, sir. One thing I was I, I was reminded of this during the animal thing, but then we got off of it. But last unrelated thing, unrelated to the last thing, uh, there was a the sort of common accepted wisdom is the animals in Australia are scary as hell. Yeah. Uh, there was a Reddit thread where someone said, Australians, are there any like animals from other continents that you worried about? And they were like, you know, all of our scary animals are tiny, right? You guys have moose. <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't moose have, are like big. They don't have megafauna in, in, uh, yeah. in Australia. It's like all the ones that kill us can be in the toilets. And then someone commented like, ah. yes. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, see, that's how is that better? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, not I'm not going to sit down and not notice a moose in my toilet. Yeah, that's <laughs> again. Can, I won't be fooled again. You can see him coming. The moose. That's I was. And, and I wasn't actually aware because, you know, North America's kind of fucking big, fam. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I, did, I wasn't aware of Word. just how big moose... Is that the is that the pearl? Moose? Yeah. moose. How yeah. big moose are? They are. I like, they say, are like I like pretending it's moose, but it's moose. It's moose. <laughs> and but, they, moose but, they, but they are like they're not like deer. They're like the they're, size of a car. They're like the size yeah, of a van. They're no, really yeah. really huge. Hitting hitting. It's moose closer to elephant than deer. In the northern climbs, hitting moose can be often fatal. Yeah, the car. that's the thing. It's, like it's, almost all of the car accidents yeah. involving moose involve the people in the car dying and the moose walking away. Yeah. Well, the, what moose, happen- the moose doesn't yeah. necessarily Because what happens away. is their their body's high enough that your hood yeah. takes out their legs and their whole fucking two-ton body mass comes just in, comes, comes in, in through the comes windshield. Comes in your windshield, yeah. Uh-huh. A deer, you just kind of usually knock out of the way and your car gets damaged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a moose will- A, a moose, moose will just will, come in. A moose will join you in the in Hey, the guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's bad. Moose are scary. And they're not as scary. And we also- Very uh, large. We also have- uh, what, what is it? M3? We have M3, the, uh, what's, he's not a, he's not a, he's not a badger, but he's one of those, one of those, like, scary fucking, uh, Wolverine, M3 the Wolverine. Wolverine. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google M3 the Wolverine, you will not be disappointed. Is he a hip hopper? Uh, go to, yeah, uh, Google badass of the week M3 Wolverine. You will not believe it. There, there, there is a devil on earth, and it is one Wolverine that all the scientists who know what Wolverines are talk about. One, an individual Wolverine <laughs> yeah. who is that badass. Like, he scaled this mountain and, like, 
like an hour shit like like <laughs> yeah. he's, he's like he's, he's fabled the, he's the king of the wolverines it's like it's the sort of thing that you would dismiss as being like myths and people just seeing different wolverines and attributing them to the same name if he didn't have a fucking gps tag on his ear yeah but it's like no you just fucking <laughs> climb that mountain in like an hour yeah it's a vertical mountain <laughs> they're like they're like looking they're like looking at the screen going holy shit he's coming right at us he's <laughs> It's like a deep, it's like the deep sea. It's like the <laughs> passive sonar scene. <laughs> yeah, really. I think he's gone under the boat. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need a bigger fortress. No Wolverine can do that. Anyway, this one can. Badass of the week, Wolverine M three. M three, the Wolverine. That's just his designation, gonna, and the stories of him was, are fucking legend. <laughs> go, go track him. We'll look at him on Google Maps. I want to see it. I want to see M three fight a honey badger. I honestly don't know who would win. Well, we would lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. This is such this, a great reason for wearing a helmet. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> to, what, what a production reason. Exactly. Yeah, to make That's it much, to make it cheaper to, to do this business. Um, like they didn't even, they don't even have to make a head for him. Yeah. They, they don't have to do any of that, any of that business. They just Ooh. fling it across the room and there it is. Um, and yeah, it's totally that it, it raises the stakes in a really interesting way because there yeah. was no, there was nothing about this movie that said it wouldn't go there yeah but once it does you're like oh you're shit like, oh that kid just got oh, his fucking head torn off oh we're we're killing kids yeah so we, okay we, i mean this is a kid killing movie then. yeah oh okay so and yeah, see they're like and there's like i like that it, it jumps right to this this girl you expect like oh no i broke a nail and he's like she's like oh come on bring it let's yeah. do this let me just let me just break this lamp and uh, make a shock post yeah. out of it and let's go down come on. Is that actually yeah work? she she I mean, the the guys are more paralyzed. Yeah, than the she girls is are like, point. "Oh no, oh no!" <laughs> well, and there's that line. I think you said there's a line earlier where it's like, uh, "It's like they they even said like, oh, well, clearly they've never met these girls.' You know, yeah. it's like, yeah. And I love that gag so hard. Oh, I have a katana, folks. <laughs> I have done more unintentional damage to things than I will ever do intentional damage to things. There was an article on Cracked this week about how the katana isn't actually the end all be all. Sword. Dude, I nearly yeah. sliced this thumb off with a katana <laughs> and I have scars he's to prove he's talking it. about his left thumb I have scars to prove it is that the one that goes that the one that goes under the right hand if you're right hand yes but there's a sheathing there's <laughs> a sheathing way in, in the Ido yeah. to oh. do where so this except I had the blade the opposite way because yeah. I am an idiot hey I learned how to do some uh, I'm pretty good with a balasong which is an illegal weapon that I I don't know how to use um, <laughs> that's, the, that's the flipping it's a butterfly knife, it's it's a it's a butterfly knife. knife. Yeah. but yeah. there but the entire series of things you can do with one of those flippy like knives is contingent Upon the blade yeah. facing one direction and not the other. Yeah. Because you're bouncing the butt, the back mm-hmm. of the blade, uh, tang, against your hand a lot of the time to get the to get the ricochet to bounce it. And I did it once oh, backwards. God. Yeah. The, the, Swink. Um, and then it's just like, that's a tendon that I barely missed. Yeah. The Okinawan Kama. It's a karate weapon. It's just basically a, a sickle. And it's got a little tether at the end that you put around your wrist, your wrist, and then oh, that do some damage. Well, with kids, they they it's popular in forms competitions and traditional martial arts to do huge uh, things with the comma where they're like flipping it and they're like bouncing the wooden like, handle, like yo-yo tricks, and yeah, shit. off the back of their arms and their triceps and around their necks. And my cousin Tony used to do that in tournaments and win. And but like, I mean, like holy crap! Even it's not sharp, but even so, it's like that thing is just one wrong move from God knows what. You know, I used to have a neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I like to use. And now cream. I'm I I, I, I can't won, talk I, because I'm dead. I won the sickle competition, and all I have to show for it is this not neck anymore. Yeah. That's why I stick with the ice skate because it's much easier to handle. Or well, a, you know, or a lamp with a bulb popped off. The best use of a, a ice skate as a weapon in cinema history, in my opinion, Castaway. Yes, just throwing that out. Yeah, that's Definitely. pretty hardcore. Although Happy Gilmore is a close second. Uh, third. Right. This one takes second. Castaway. I can't watch that scene. I skip that scene every time. Um. 
I recently recounted my tooth story on on the forums, uh, yeah. But that was pretty. Uh, th- that I, I will take my story over that any time of the day. Go into the off-topic board. It's a conversation called the table. I, I mentioned this earlier, but like I love the. This is where the energy-saving light switch comes into as a yeah. great framing device. Great little plot device. Here. Yeah, because it it it's, it it gives it it gives you a pregnant pause before this before it gets scarier without you contriving it. It's just no. The lights go off. That's what they do. Yeah, like oh, we're perfect. saving power. It's like, yeah. but of course, for the scene, it's like, and now the lights, like in Titanic, that's a huge deal. They have to, they have to explain to you why the lights go off. Yeah. And this, it's like, no, they're on a timer. Oh well, great. Couldn't someone stand by the door? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Mike, where'd you go? I'm, I'm over here. I'm stuck in the dumpster. <laughs> I'm a, we gotta get the, Mike out of the dumpster. Mike's in the dumpster. He's calling everybody. He's texting everybody. Rob in the chat room points out that butterfly knives are dangerous as hell, and he's right. Don't play with yeah. any of these weapons. No, yes. do not. Nor sell hash to Shannon. No, I love. No, that works out fine. They're cool. <laughs> I, I I love the line. Why won't someone rescue me? Yeah, that's it's it. like they're dealing with my favorite line. My favorite line so far is like he's trying to. He says, "Tell somebody." The kid goes, "This is too much madness for one text." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's trying to explain in one text. Although I kept wanting to out. yell at the kid in the dumpster, like, "Stop." talking just shut up for 10 minutes it'll go away i'm gonna do some very illogical uh but republican like fear-mongering here my my brother sold marijuana and now he's dead those two things are not related at all whatsoever there's about 30 years in between those two events however mother Teresa helped lepers and now she's dead four out of four people who drink milk Die. I like yeah. I like his his like really high walk there, and then the foot right, foot left, yeah, foot right, foot left, <laughs> and then the, he does just kind of waddle, doesn't but the, he? But then when the but then when the lights come on and nobody's around, like that's almost that's scarier than the lights turning off in the first mm-hmm. place in this in this place. But this is a great reversal of what you expect. That like you think you he's out of the movie now. You, right. you think he's been eaten by a monster, right. and the, you know Bruce is about to be eaten because the, this because the elevator with the monster in it is opening humans this, are the real monster yeah but this is worse exactly oh for him poor that's him. what I'm saying it doesn't it He's never great. look like, at him, look at him nev- playing panic it never hammers you over the head with sort of that theme <laughs> and then the lights go off on him too yeah. but it's, it's who's so, the real it's monster it's so self evident that it's like it doesn't need to be acknowledged any more than the way it already does well there's also the aspect I was I was thinking um, as they uh, in the in the scene where they run into the, the woman's flat they're yeah. they're it's like you know, there's 160 places, and they run into her, and it's like it's it's a coincidence, but it's also thematic, and they keep running into each other. You yeah. know, Luke. Uh, this is our sorry, little neighborhood. His, it plays his, to the theme. It's a small fucking town. Yeah, it's a yeah. small town. You all know each other. You it shouldn't be like, and there are worse problems outside. Right. You know, you right. you shouldn't be against each other like this. You've got more in common than you have different. It's it's not like it's not like episode one where the universe is this big, and yeah. so everybody keeps running into one another. It's like no, it's the same. It's like, building. that's the point know. of and that's that's the point of the story, whereas it was not so much in episode one. Exactly. It was just kind of <laughs> not thought So through. is the theme of this movie, there's better things to be afraid of? Out, there's uh, there's better outsiders to hate? No, it's just a, it's a <laughs> lot of- can we all just get along? A lot of our fear comes from unfamiliarity, and if we would just, if all of us would just take a moment and introduce ourselves to the supposedly scary person who we are ultimately, I mean, and what is community, if not, it's, it's your block, your neighborhood, your city, your country, like, if we just take the moment to just like- Maybe then maybe it's not so bad. The second that they and realize there's, there's go go ahead, you finish. The your second thought. that they realize that the alien is just after the chick, it's like, well, okay, if we just take a second to understand each yeah. other. But it's taking it's yeah. taking a second also to understand that a lot of a lot of your a lot of your problems are solvable and are sometimes even of your own making just because yes. you're not taking the time to understand. This idea of a monster is a construct around simply what we just don't 
choose to understand yeah. or know. I wonder if Brian was here, if he would say that this movie is endorsing just trading one tribalism for another. <laughs> I, okay, I know, know, because, know all of your own tribe, but then the rest, the rest of the tribe don't. No, well, because, because again, it's... It, Part of how they they deal with the monsters is is coming to understand them. Now they do yeah. ultimately destroy them, yeah. which goes a little bit against the. Now thing. that we understand uh, them, we can destroy them. Yeah, <laughs> America. That's why it's important to understand them. That's why we do it. But but the the lesson being the I would say the other lesson is if we if we they had understood them in the first place, they wouldn't have gotten into this mess at all. Yeah, all right. exactly. Question for uh, you guys, Eddie in particular, but I think uh, both okay. Mike and Trey can contribute too. If you could pick out of an unlimited arsenal, one <laughs> melee weapon to take with you into this block, which one so, would you take? Supposedly, that's how this happened as he asked a bunch of kids. As he yeah, yeah that's how they got like bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like legit melee super weapon? Or, I love alcohol. that the little kid was like, oh, super soaker full are of you talking about? Are you talking yeah. about like legit melee weapon or like just improvised whatever's around the house? Not gun, not firearm. Mm. But but if I had my pick of anything? Yeah, oh, any, any sort um, of thing that you can hold and attack with. Yeah. I'm good with I'm good with sticks and I'm, I think stick and knife combo would be good. Um, cause you know, in the, in the Filipino spells, no, it's because it was, once they penetrate that range, you're fucked. Well, that's what we're talking about though. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm giving you all the things that you can hold and attack with. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would do a combo. I would do stick and knife. I would do a stick and knife combo because like, cause the stick can parry as well as attack and it can set up, it can be the check hand to set up the knife. Then, I mean, and we've already established that a solid knife underneath the chin is enough. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Bite this stick while I stab you in the mouth. I mean, that's, it, it's, there's no great combination. A katana, a bat, the bat would probably not take them out the quickest. Mike, would you go sword? You know, I'd pro I'd probably go with a sword, but I probably would go with the katana because I don't need, I don't need a double sided one to bounce back and hit me in the face. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. Um, I, I love this sequence. How great production does uh, you know uh, production value wise? It's like it's Take so hall, scary and so tense, and you don't even have to. They don't even have to be in the hall half the <laughs> yeah, time. They could have filmed this in my it, bedroom, and I wouldn't know. Yeah. They did film in your bedroom. Too. It's they easy to shoot inserts for this sequence. Yeah. And I love this. If you've ever lived in the Bay Area or anywhere there's a lot of fog, this shit happens. Like, I mean, if you're in fog and you get turned around, you're yeah. like, what direction am I fucking This place, when I was in Marina Del Rey, there was a section where, where during certain parts of the year when the when the weather was like just the, right. The marine, the marine layer? Yeah. The, the marine layer would literally, it was like freaking werewolf movie. It yeah. would be like three. That yeah. thick. It would be, yeah, completely opaque and only three feet off the ground. Literally, you're walking through. So you could like, you're, it's at your you knees. Could, you could, you could literally do this, and I was tempted to do it. Although I, I would have been killed. <laughs> you literally could lie down. You could have lain down on the ground on your back and, just and been completely invisible to pedestrians walking right up on you and just burst out of the ground like a freaking werewolf uh, out of the fog. And and if not for people. the fear that someone would stab you, that would be fun. Someone would probably have shot me, but it was like, <laughs> but you could literally, you literally could have done that. You could have, you could just lean down, and p people would have walked right past you and could not have seen you. Trey, would like, you go for a sword, though? I, I, you know, I think I would. I, despite Eddie's, you know, correct pointing out that uh, uh, I, w I would probably go for a pole. I'd yeah, probably go for a long pole. I would probably like, you know, try and just keep the distance. And you yeah, know. there's an argument to be made for that. I'm just not very good with a spear. Yeah. So that's, you know. I'm not good with anything. So I'm going like anything, that, <laughs> anything true. that like, at least is an attempt to like, don't even get close to me is probably my best weapon. So yeah, I, so I think the, anything that'll redirect it towards you guys. Exactly. A, a, pole, a pole with a pointy end on it is probably going to be my best. Weapon. I, I think in terms of dedicated melee fighters, there is very few better examples than, um, than hoplites. And their weapon combination was spear and shield. And then once the spear range was dropped or penetrated, then they transitioned into the short sword. I think that is the best 
trio of weapons that humanity has ever created that didn't involve oh, yeah. uh, projectiles. Nobody here said uh, shield until just now. Well, fuck. If, you, if shield <laughs> yeah, is an yeah. option, then yeah, well, spear and shield. Saying, yeah, things that you can hold. Where do you keep your shield? In the bathroom? Uh, hey, no, yeah. spear and shield, and then the shield holds the short, short yeah. sword right there. Yeah, Boom. There Turn me into, into yeah. Leonidas. And the shield also is a great place to put your ammo clips for your AK-47. Right. Yeah. Well, Eddie, we're glad you said that because we're right backstage. Yeah. yeah. Let's get started. <laughs> Nick Frost again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Nick Frost. And I love that such a small sub, but Hi-Hats is totally shaking in his gun. Like yeah. he's And and you know, Rom was Rom was trying to protect him a little bit. He had a gun on him. He's like, like Yeah, you you know what? I'm yeah. I'm I'm not I'm Go I'm, away. I'm not decent. I <laughs> get out. Come back a little later. Run. So this is one of the things that's great, the clever construction of it that's really good <laughs> is is that, you know, there's more than one enemy in this movie. And there's more than one threat, and threats overlap and combine and 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 mix and match, and you escape from one, you head right to the next one. I mean, that's it all in eighty minutes. By exactly, the way. it isn't just oh my god, monster run! Oh my god, monster run! Oh my god, monster yeah. run! It's it's you barely get away from the monster. There's a monster outside, but there's a maniac drug dealer with a gun <laughs> inside. You got to convince him. That's good. In the chat, Zarban says, I would look for a bamboo shaft, diamond, <laughs> charcoal, and phosphorus. <laughs> okay, and MacGyver. some sort of primitive lathe. <laughs> and just do the like the lean over, donkey kick to the spine. <laughs> one time one time Sean and I were in uh Vegas and we're <laughs> Oh my god, cartoon. This monkeys. is a great effect. Cartoon love it. Monkeys. Oh, I yeah, love it. That's nasty. Um one time Sean and I were in Vegas for some fights and we had seen the ad for the gun store in Las Vegas. And if you've never heard of the gun store, it is a gun range. And if you go to gun ranges anywhere in the country, you can usually rent a firearm to fire and it's always limited to a handgun. But if you go to the gun store, they actually have the ranges to handle assault rifles. So you can rent an M16, an AK-47, any gun. And that's a big part of its advertising. I have rented an Uzi at the firing line down the road here. Oh, really? Yeah. In Burbank? Yeah. Oh, Uzi was fun. Last time I was at, last time I was at firing line, they didn't have Uzis. You couldn't uh, shoot it on full auto, but you could shoot. Oh, you could shoot semi-auto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was th- these, you could, these you could fire full auto and the advertising was such, it was like, fire any weapon you want and then mm-hmm. that, of course, began the game of wild speculation of, okay, ha- where where does that naturally end? Machine gun? <laughs> or how about cybernetic attachment of a Gatling gun? And then it culminated <laughs> in our inside joke of, they just put a cube in your hand and just say, think. <laughs> like, like i'm like could they saw off my upper torso and put me on a robot centaur that has missiles like is that is that part of the deal if you I think that was early, one of the doom yeah. bosses yeah. if you're on the if you're, there's a waiting list for that one but yeah in indiana there was a place called edmo's ammo and guns which reminds me of a place in arkansas and i'm not making this up off the highway mm-hmm. clear fucking fields you're just driving from harrison arkansas to springfield missouri there's nothing out there right. except for a little shack with a sign <laughs> that says rex's artificial limbs yeah they, wow. they uh they do stuff not, not a lot of like curbside business but you know this is freaky by the way when this kid takes off he finally takes off his hoodie and his and his knit cap he's unrecognizable you're like mm. is that the that's mm-hmm. the kid with mm-hmm. the cap that's what he looks that's like. That's a really. kid who looks like Kenny. Yeah. Suddenly <laughs> yeah. Turn, yeah. Suddenly he's got. He suddenly turns into Michael Sarah. Yeah. Or I guess he's more. Uh, oh, what Craig? Craig is the one with the Nick cap on. Yes. On South Park. I guess I don't know enough about South Park. Yeah. Yeah, Craig. <laughs> I haven't watched it in the past twelve. He wasn't. Years. He he wasn't one of the main 
uh, characters. He was one of the other kids at oh, school okay. that was kind of a dick. Oh, that's right. Not sorry. that the others. Of weren't. course, the joke is Mr. Biology is gonna. gonna well, figure he it also out for us. he also the one the one sl- slight contrivance in this movie is uh, he happened to be watching an episode of Wild Kingdom or whatever where they talked about butterfly pheromones and yeah, how it, right. it tracks mm-hmm. the male and yeah. stuff like that. But he said that he was actually like a zoologist yeah, major he, or something. He, he did major yeah, he was, that, he so. was studying biology. The joke would be if, like, the, the joke version of the scene would include a beat where the one character who everyone knows for a fact has never been in touch with the animals at all is also covered with, like, UV covering, like, goop. Like, right. And is like, what what's that from? And he's like, I have to go. <laughs> dude dude what what i get lonely i love this fucking haircut this dude has it's just hair is just going in impossible directions same as the aliens yeah right they're just like us <laughs> i love that issue of us aliens are just like aliens us. just like us well, but that's not the definition they spray of the fer- word. They spray pheromone on their killer. <laughs> that, that, that's the word alien. I don't yeah. think it means what you think I it know, means. Exactly. <laughs> Aliens are just like us. I, the thing is, is like <laughs> dogs are just like cats. I wouldn't put past E or uh, Us Weekly. Yeah, really. Aliens, so like us. They're, they do point out the uh, the slight inconsistency where the the first time they walk in, it doesn't glow like this, so it doesn't yeah. give it away. But yeah. And... Yep, this looks a lot like okay. my brother's garage. <laughs> Did he also have like <laughs> cosmic bowling? No, they didn't do the blacklight thing. I mean, they just what's the blacklight? Oh, just UV, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's just UV. UV. It's just a, just a slightly more in the UV range. He had lamps, but <laughs> I mean, it it just you know. It only just occurred to me that the character Moses is like maybe I can lead them out. Bam <laughs> <laughs> bam, get it to the I promised land. Yeah, I get it. But as as contrivances go in movies, that's look at the that's little, a pretty slight. That's actually overall pretty pretty slick. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the grow lights and you know oh it's like UV and yeah. you okay all right, you know, that's pretty good. I mean as as far as like guys scientific breakthrough goes, I mean you know outbreak is far dumber than what just happened in this movie. <laughs> Dude, you're right. He doesn't like baby Simon Pig. <laughs> and I do give like that, this. give that little kid a goatee. It's yeah. it's a nice little behavioral consistency. But like for you know they've established that these things are reacting strongly off of a pheromone they have a super heightened sense of smell when this thing gets hit with just the liquid first it kind of like weirds out for a second <laughs> yeah yeah like Whoa. before it gets it, and it's a natural plot thing to allow time for the fire but when you look at it it's like dark, 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 fuck this like it's just not it's not enjoying the the, the the smells yo that was like the clearest shot of the guy in the suit we ever got was that that wide shot of it being sprayed like yeah. shaking it off it was like oh nice nice job you were talking about that earlier. It reminded me, I saw a video a couple of weeks ago of a guy who is trying, is, has consistently gotten and was just trying to re-up the uh, world record for 100 meter dash on all fours. He can wow. do it in like 14 seconds. Gosh. It's the most bizarre thing That's to watch. That's fast I can do 100 meters in like yeah. on two feet. I yeah. wouldn't want to do them on two feet. I don't know if I could do it in 14 I've, seconds. I've maybe, done, I, maybe I could. I, I was know. a middle distance runner in high school. I, I did the 400 and the 800, so I was never good on the 100 yard dash. I, I probably couldn't <laughs> now do there's it a, Now, there's a very interesting British thing there that's kind of lost on us Americans. What's that? That the police identified themselves as armed police huh. because yeah. that is a distinction. That is a distinction. <laughs> that needs to be made. Yeah. Dude, our security like, guards are Are you just sometimes. regular bullshit police? Oh, you're the kind of police with the actual no, guns. Beat cops. Oh, okay. Beat cops only have six. That's why they're called bullies because of the bully sticks. That's right. So and just, the other And all the other ones are like, guess, amputated police. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's just something that Americans is like, the last thing the American needs to know is whether a cop is armed or not. They're armed. There's no doubt about it. No. That's by definition. I mean, so. it's, it's a pretty, it's people don't give it credit. It's a pretty rough culture. I mean, I don't know. Every like every time I was in England, I I saw at least two fist fights, just on the street. Really? Just oh yeah, yeah. 
like at night. Yeah. I've at only night ever seen one. Room. Not as many gun deaths, but more knives. They kill each other with knives. More a lot often. of knives. A lot of knives. I mean, if, uh, the film that I sort of bullied um, Tegan into watching that he ended up loving, 24-Hour Party People, um, yeah. Yeah, that gives a very sort of accurate portrayal of, of Northern England life in terms of like serious shit over there is when, you know, was the illegal gun trade because like the only time, I mean, the only person you would meet in England that has a gun is a criminal period because guns are not allowed by the general citizenry by and large. So not in Sweden, as the NRA tells us. Yeah. In Sweden, they hand you an AK 47. (laughs) They're, they're very sick and tell you to go stand on the wall or whatever, or whatever, or whatever it was. But Zap at one point was talking about that. He's like, no, they like hand those out. Like when you get your driver's license, they also give you like an AR 15. Like, okay. Yeah. But see, the Sweden is so laid back. They're like, I don't feel like killing you. I don't want to. Dance. <laughs> we get free healthcare. It's not exciting. exactly. All you would do is go we'll get just go to the free that hospital. Was my, that was my. Uh, it's a waste of these bullets. That was my you impression. Just get fixed of, up again. That was my impression of reading the uh, the the Girl Dragon Tattoo trilogy because. You only I'm, you only spend about forty percent of the time about plot and murder. The rest of the time, you're no. understanding their financial system, yeah. their fast food options, their furniture choices. Like you and just, they drink a lot they, of goddamn coffee in the chat room. In the chat them. room, Jimmy, uh, who I think is from Scotland, says yeah. guns got banned here and people started shooting up schools. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we do sort of forget that. Dot, dot, dot. We do sort of forget that the northern part of England and Ireland uh, experienced terrorism for about ninety years straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, it so it's understandable. Time, yeah, and Zarban yeah. points out that there are uh, more guns in the countryside than in like the cities. And of course, yeah, yeah, no, like hunters and stuff like that. They actually legit do. hunting and yeah. stuff like that. There's legit hunting, but yeah, <laughs> I do, I, I do love that Nick Frost moment. Is it safe? She no, <laughs> no. Okay, bye. <laughs> Good, luck. <laughs> okay. Good luck. We're all counting on you. Yeah. English Felicia Day. Now I can't get out of my. It's head. totally Damn British it. Felicia Day. So so. Yeah, it's like about talking about scale and scope and stakes and all that. It's like I was even when the first time I saw this movie, not even thinking about Diff. I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, the show we do. Um, thinking, uh, you know, it's like wow. So the big climax is I'm going to run through this apartment <laughs> while you run through that apartment. Yep. In your face, Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. That's love- the climax. So like, good for you, movie. That's what I'm saying. It's just like it, it's damn. I know. It's just like that's yeah. what's it should. It almost pisses me off that there aren't more movies. It, it pisses me off that I'm making such a big deal out of the fact that it's a comedy. That we have to make sm- a movie. I know, that yeah. I have to like point out. We should celebrate this very small, modestly budgeted film, guys. I, I totally am. That's my yeah. point. And and, yeah, and we're sitting here marveling at the, look, they just didn't show something. <laughs> yeah. They just, they cut around it that? and gave it as, you yeah. know, implied it. And it's, <laughs> I'm just, I'm pissed that it's gotten to this point. This like, is I'm a, just, I want to just do, let's do some context building real quick. Okay. This is a, action movie for people with short attention spans full of monsters and CGI and lens flares okay now a kid coming back from Pacific Rim to watch this would be equivalent (laughs) to a kid going off of coke for the first time in his life and just having water now yeah. like maybe this is how much and, not and, that and three M&M's yeah like, exactly it's like, not just that but it's like you you get them off the couch you make them run around and do work and they've just done a bunch of manual labor and you're like here and they're like fuck water's amazing yeah you know it's it's like that it's just fucking ah. Uh. And then right in the middle of this whole little thing, there's like, you know, there's this little character little, exchange. And you never meet the uncle. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Also, perfect. Also, uh, this girl. This girl. Oh. I was like, he's doing that again. She's so cute. <laughs> and I yeah, mean, the whole thing, the, the whole, grunk, grunk. The, the big plan in the Michael Bay version is we're going to blow up the block. The plan in this version is we're going to get them in a room so I can blow up that room. <laughs> we're going to have a flash fire in my living room. 
That's the big finish. Apartment yeah. 3F is <laughs> yeah. destroyed. Dude, they blew the fuck out of that apartment in that movie. Most of the furniture in apartment 3F is singed now. <laughs> Boom, baby. Boom. They're, they're going to have to repaint that whole building, that whole, that whole room. That whole and room. It's, it's not- That it, whole window's gone, man. It's such a cool choice to do the entire sort of like end run here in slow motion. Oh, but yeah. normally, like normally I hate slow motion Me too. because yeah. it's so overused, but it's such a perfect choice here because of, because of how they use it and because- Because of what it means to them. Because of what it means to them and because of how it really helps you emphasize and and kind of live in the torturous zone of how close they keep getting exactly. to him. You know, it, it gives I mean, he's you the, jumping off their backs right now. You yeah, know? It's like fucking, <laughs> it gives you the, the ability to Bond. appreciate like, oh, God, they're coming. And like and like you said, it's it's it puts you in the place that this is the, probably about how he's experiencing yeah, right. it. Oh. And, <laughs> so. it's not, and it's not like he's looking awesome through this. He's fucking, yeah. he's yeah. just slamming into walls. The longest run of his life. Unnecessary jumps. Totally off balance. Just, uh, you know. Yeah. He's not a trained ninja. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like those he's things are trying 15, to man. eat the girl. Yeah, they're like, ninja oh. doesn't happen until you're a junior <laughs> year. So, Lois, Lois, come here, Lois, Lois. Yeah. Come here so I can tell you I love you. All things, all things considered, in the best case scenario, I'm guessing it probably doesn't go too well for the females. When- yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like ducks. That's, that's it's, it, yeah. it's like, man, the evolutionary code really has it out for you, ladies. We're gonna make you a third of the size of the guys with no natural defenses. Yeah, and we're gonna make the guys tooth monsters. This is like college. <laughs> Whackity schmackity do. Oh, we haven't done that in like two years. Yeah, uh, you know, bringing it back. When I, saw I also love that minor beat. It's a totally minor beat. It could have been something that wasn't even in the script that minor, but the I hate these lighters. Yeah. Yeah. The child safety lock lighters, like, fuck this. All right. Pop well, it the, out with well your teeth. the lighters, and then also, and now I have to wait for the wick to burn down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll, yeah. It'll burn you. It won't burn you too bad. It'll burn you. I've done that a lot. I burned down a field. <laughs> you keep mentioning this, like no, I just every time true I, confessions. I'm just explain. Were there some orphan nuns trapped in the field or something? Yeah, like, yeah. how did you fucking? No, but it was one of those things where it's like, oh, a fire. Oh shit. Oh, the toes doesn't go that far. Um, mom, I don't know what to do about this. Was the was the hanging the thing out the window a part of the plan? Was that no? That was that was, that was just no luck. Yeah, and he's so hanging it, on the union. So, wait, Jack. so his plan was to kill himself. His plan was just to. Uh, avoid get being killed for maybe ten more seconds yeah. while understanding and, and that then he's figure, probably gonna die, and then figure out what to do. That yeah, yeah, that's kind of they got blown out the window. Yeah, so. if a, if a if if the room is about to explode, it's like okay, I'm going to get out of the room and then figure out my next <laughs> yeah. step. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, step one, get out of room. Step one, don't be in the room. <laughs> yeah. Step two, <laughs> step uh, three, survive. Step <laughs> two, balcony. Step three, hmm. <laughs> Union Jack. Granny Magnus. See this, see this kid <laughs> without, his, without his hood, I just like, who is that kid? Where did he come from? Oh, it's that same one. And I love just like the 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 SWAT team just looks exactly like the monsters they kind of come through the best. Like, I, yeah, sort of, oh, I like this nice movie a lot more than Super 8. Yeah, so that, you well, made a really good point. It's certainly much more cleaner and straightforward. It's, not try, it's trying to do something very different than Super 8. Yeah. yeah but, it's, but, got the, it's got the same energy that it's about kids fight. Well, actually, this one is about kids fighting an alien. The other one is about kids, kids and there's an alien sa- running around. Saving an yeah. alien. Yeah. and that, Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I feel more connection and empathy with these kids than I did anybody in Super 8. Like I, I felt like I felt more I related to these kids a hell of a lot more than I did anybody in Super 8. Isn't I mean, it funny how Super 8 went, you know, his mom died 
Yeah. You sad, right? Yeah. You know, this movie's like, like, this, way, this kid, um, he's a thug. He mugs people. Yeah. He's a and hero. Then, and then <laughs> yeah. he actually accidentally smashed the car of the lead thug. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Mm. And then no, he, no, then no, he that, beat a wild animal to death. He yeah. defends himself from the space gorilla. Fine. Then he has to go fucking get that thing's going to die. Like, yeah. he's got to go be a man you know like that's i don't know it's and but then but then like like we said it's the, the whole movie the hit- whole movie is about hi- them reaping the consequences yeah, exactly. of of having that yeah. that and the and one girl says it the one girl says it on the nose one time that's all you need it actions have consequences boom yeah. theme yeah. done you know did the 80s not hit england for like 20 years <laughs> they didn't I'll, I'll tell you this 80s movies or are we back to the 80s basically england british 80s movies were like our 70s movies because <laughs> yeah, really? they just like the they experience this is like the goonies downtown is what they're doing here they didn't get they didn't get that sort of wave of sort of instant nostalgia films that we sort of did in the 80s like they didn't get that they didn't get a lot of those types of films in the in the early 80s like they were still in these heavily dark dramas like we we kind of flushed the 70s out of our system because of star wars they still their own a native movies sort of kind of proliferated like that through the 80s then they got into the really like dark comedy and and you know that was prompted a lot off of tv well, the, the, there like was that. the you know the the failing empire they you yeah, know, the there, was, there was the troubles in northern ireland were at their worst in the 70s and 80s yeah you know they were they were a nation under siege and you know falling apart at the seams everywhere you look one and nation labor under siege. And, yeah. and then and then you know and then thatcher for fuck's sake so <laughs> exactly well they had i mean to be fair they had a really shitty labor party that led into that allowed thatcher to happen and then thatcher happened yeah, so, and then you know so it was a rough time so yeah they were having their 70s in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 90s. He looks kind of like Denzel in that shot. He totally looks like, looks like, like Denzel. the tucked lip thing going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were saying uh, that uh, earlier. He's uh, going to be. Uh, uh, he's like. Uh, <laughs> I just watched that scene from Flight the other day, just that one scene, and goddamn that fucking scene. Which yeah. scene? The scene with the plane oh, from. From Flight. From Flight. Oh, yeah. the scene. The just, reason to watch yeah, the movie. Just the scene, yeah. Okay, so, so I like stuff. how you say that like it's spoiler, like that's not like, what everybody. Like, like, it's totally it's a plane <laughs> crash in most of guys. the trailer. Yeah, yeah, this, that scene. The it's like an eight minute chunk, and just yeah. goddamn that fucking scene. Anyway, yeah. 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 so um, Joe, Joe Cornish, uh, keep it keep it coming. Uh, solid love, yeah. bro. Um, what else is Joe Cornish on? Uh, he's he's a co writer. Yeah, he's, he's well, no, he's directing the adaptation of Snow Crash. Okay. Yeah. That's his only other. This is the only film he's ever directed. He wrote and directed some TV. He wrote. Um, all, I mean, mo- all the stuff he's co-written has been with uh, Edgar Wright. Uh, so he's been Edgar Wright's like main co-writer up until now. Oh, so it's probs with an S in the actual credits. Yeah, yeah. Mm. weird. Anyway, uh, like I said, this movie official is, canon. This movie <laughs> um, gets in and gets out, but it doesn't do anything wrong, and yeah. uh, it's a gets lot it of fun done, to man. watch. And fucking high five like i don't know what more to ask out of a movie than exactly what this movie delivers fast and very well and fucking um, I, when when someone comes out the gate this strong now i'm i'm more sort of reserved about it than i would have been even just recently because blomkamp but <laughs> <laughs> go dean egg and i think the all the critter stuff was actually a different shop but i'm not uh, it, it was, was a only. place called fido fido that's yeah. right mm. high five fido um and uh or no, i don't know if it was all of it but they got some like dina was like dude we got like <laughs> oh nina gold is di- she does everything i haven't even <laughs> you, one, you sound disappointed only one casting director and all of it no i just i just i watched um i i watched 
I rewatched like the the opening credits of uh, Game of Thrones just because I need it, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was because of that video of the castle, right? She's yeah. a great yeah. casting director, and and I think I saw her name in those credits, and then yeah, I see, went Terry to, Notary. I was gonna say it's yeah. always Terry Notary, and then I went to the the World's End, and her n- name was in those credits, and they're in this these credits. I'm like, oh my god, she like she's I never it. noticed before. She's the but, one. <laughs> she, she, prophecy has spoken. Yeah, that when Nina Gold goes back to the 50s to save her parents, yeah. the world will be saved. <laughs> there actually is a really good. Uh, Documentary running on HBO right now called, called uh, Casting Buyer or whatever. Yeah, it's, called, yeah, it's, it's really, on HBO Go as well. Really, it's, really it's quite good. Probably about her. I'm probably. Gonna... <laughs> well, it's, it's only it's about American casting. Yeah, okay. but uh, but it's, it's, it's really good. It's really good, good. No down the, uh, really good at breaking down the process. Anyway, but uh, fucking high five, Joe Cornish. I await with bated breath your next thing. If indeed your next thing is Snow Crash, <laughs> dude, you are on thin ice with me now. <laughs> like yeah. how much I loved you after this. That's only barely enough for me not to be running screaming from your Snow Crash thing. So please don't let me down. It's an impossible movie and I'll give you all the benefit of the doubt in the world, but that's my shit. Don't screw it up, Don't screw it up, man. But seriously, fucking great job with uh, Attack the Block. High five, bro. Eddie? I mean, I'm trying to think of... uh, I remember in music somebody was saying like... um, in terms of like the best first album from a band was the replacements or not the replacements the uh yeah it was replacements first album and it's like I I'm trying to think of like a better first movie um about, like I mean I'm not saying it's the best first movie of all time I'm just saying like if you're a first time director and you're making your first movie can you I, I can't imagine a better outcome than something was like Memento like Christopher Nolan's first movie. No, 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 he no. Made a movie oh, following. Made following, yeah. following. Uh, I mean, yeah, Citizen Kane. You could say that, obviously, but like, yeah. uh, but I mean, best movies in Citizen Kane. Attack no, the block. But no, <laughs> it's like I mean, nowadays, if you this is coming the be- out with I this think, strong of a sensibility, I think this is the best you could possibly hope for. Like, this is just this is this is the gold standard of I've got a small low budget genre film I want to make. Boom. You, would, you wouldn't know that this is no. the work of a first time feature director. Yeah, and, and again, you would have no idea. Last night, last night, Drew went on. Drew McQueenie went on a very justified Twitter rant about a found footage movie he just found. And it was the movie was um, Nazi scientists or Nazi uh, soldiers discover Frankenstein's lab and then fight Frankenstein's monster. I saw that. I saw yeah. the trailer for that. And <laughs> and it's a found footage movie. And it's like, why are we now in the age where independent filmmakers are running towards their low budget? And embrace? it's like, oh, it's low budget. So it's got to be a found footage movie. I can't make my movie any other way. And it's like. Fuck you. No, like you, you like the, the size of your budget should never be apparent to me. And it's like until and just like you looked at this movie and went, oh, 40 million uh, and had to be surprised by 13 million. That should be the goal. Right. For right. Everybody. Absolutely. It shouldn't be paranormal. Uh, paranormal uh, activity works because that story needs that format. But we don't need to make every we don't need to make Apollo 18 every single time because your budget is small. You know, because yeah. you're going to get Apollo 18s. This is a guy <laughs> who had a budget and worked like straining against the confines of it, just like the original Star Wars did. It strained against the confines of its own budget, and there's an energy to it as such. And I don't think you could <laughs> had the budget of the original Star Wars <laughs> exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And it's like, and I'm saying like this. Th- th- this is like the gold standard for that for maximizing every dollar making choices that take advantage of that. Michael. Yeah, I I really don't think I have anything to add to, to you're, that. You're or not going to already. attack the block. Say, no, it's yeah. it's a attack attack the block. Very solid movie, like you said. I'm I'm uh, it's it's really impressive for a first. It's it, this is a director who's who's like just knows yeah. he's like and yeah. it, it you know the, it's like the a, word that critics use is assured. Yeah, an or, assured debut or confident. Or, yes. Yeah, um, deft. And uh, I didn't really care that much for. Um, Snow crash, so fucking go for it. <laughs> I will kill you, but uh, do whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually because I didn't 
care that much for the book Snow Crash. I'm kind of like, really? Now I have to see the <laughs> Snow Crash because he's, <laughs> Joe Cornish is making it. But yeah, I like Joe Cornish. I want to see what else he's got. Trey? Yeah, ditto. It's, no. uh, it's, again, it's, it's not, it's one of those movies that doesn't necessarily make for a great episode for, of, of, of what are you doing movie? Because this movie knows what it's doing. Yeah. yeah and it's seriously. pretty, it's obvious what it's doing and it does it really well and it's clear and it gets it done. And, like, and what's weird is that that's remarkable. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's the sad part. It it's just occurred to me there's another, a, a, a point of comparison maybe for this might be a James Gunn's Slither. Uh, might be, yeah, it's a similar yeah. kind of like little bitty movie, but it's sort of like an 80s ish yeah. movie. It's, and it's just a little fun thing, and you forgot it happened, but it was a fun movie. Go back and watch it, sort oh. of movie. Also, a fun episode, also a lot like this, where which gives me whole time like, we have know, to talk I, about any shooting know, alligators. I just know like three things about Guardians of the Galaxy, but one is that there's a fucking talking raccoon, Rock a raccoon and, there's, yo. and there's a talking tree that's going to be played by Vin Diesel, mm-hmm. but James Gunn is making it. That's the third thing I know about it. Which, so it's like, okay, which makes me go, all right. I will. I will give that the benefit of the doubt. I'll see what happens. That makes the other things interesting. It's yeah, like, like, it's I'm like, like, wait, like, you're uh, gonna. Be- All right. Okay. Well, back when okay. everybody was like, Guardians of the Galaxy, what's that? And then they announced James Gunn. Those of us who had like are familiar with Guardians were like, oh, that's perfect. That's so perfect. Yeah. Because my fear was that they were going to do the inverse. That they were going to get a Michael Bay or somebody like that to yeah. to make it into something that doesn't understand the sensibility of it. Mm. You know. So M Night Shyamalan's, yeah, M Night Shyamalan's Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, because oh that went so well with Avatar: The Last Airbender, yeah, whoo. Oh, so, uh, so yeah, this is a movie that you know, this is a movie that literally, you know, kids, kids who want to get into the movie business, you shouldn't watch The Dark Knight. You should watch this because yep. yeah. this is the movie you should start out by making. Then you know, and boy howdy, if you can, yeah. I mean, watch Back to the Future first, but yeah, watch Back to the Future, yeah, exactly. There's, but again, it's it's it worth it's worth saying Back to the Future is a medium budget movie by a guy who had, who had had like a couple of good movies that did okay. Starring a TV star. Yeah. And you know, starring kid from TV, there was no great hopes for it. And it's a small movie. It's actually a very small movie. And it's weird as hell. If you think about yeah, it, yeah, it, it doesn't twisted. seem that way now, but he almost fucks his mom. Like, out with yeah. his mom in the car. Yeah. It's, it's a little twisted that movie. And, uh, you know, but uh, it sort of caught on as a cult thing. Before nice. their manservant almost rapes her. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's small movies, man. Small, small movies, movies, Ellie. Small movies. Small movies. Small movies. <laughs> small moves. <laughs> Contact. Anyway, this has been What Are You Doing Movie? Go uh, to friendsinyourhead.com. Go to the forum. Subscribe. There's a wonderful conversation. Great community of people growing every week. Please go join it. It's awesome. Find us at twitter.com slash friendsinyourhead, facebook.com slash friendsinyourhead, and friendsinyourhead at gmail.com. Uh, iTunes, subscribe. There's a brand new episode every single week. And uh, buy one of our shirts or other things. We've got random shit. We've got robes because fucking who cares? Buy one. And uh, if you don't want to buy anything, but you do want to support the show which you do want to support the show which you do want to support the show we're not asking we're just saying but there's a PayPal button you can give us money with it anyway Holden Hill Design McKinney website until next time my name is T. Christie Eddie Dooley nice cap Chris and this has been uh, what is Joe Cornish doing <laughs> good night, allow good night. it movie I'll, I'll allow it yeah oh good night good night Mars tax fuck the blitz and blood and hit with the hits and ammo seriously look up Jesse Rascal it's attack the block the music <laughs> attack the block the music friendsinyourhead.com